Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. <laughs> Bitch, you got coronavirus. agents be attending local school board meetings? No, FBI agents will not be attending local school board's meetings, and there's nothing in this memo to suggest that. Jefferson said once, tyranny is when the people fear the government. We're there. I don't think the good people of this great country are going to cower and hide. Your memo, Mr. Attorney General, was the last straw. I think it was the catalyst for a great awakening that is just getting started. I will eat your ass! consider the chilling impact your memorandum would have on parents exercising their constitutional rights? The only thing this memorandum is about is violence and threats of violence. Did not, you consider I do not. the chilling effect that this sort of threat of federal prosecution would have on parents' exercise of their constitutional rights to be involved in their children's education? I don't believe it's reasonable to read this memorandum as chilling anyone's rights. It's about threats of violence. Fake news. You talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. I agree with that. Very fake news. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde, already abandoning the costume. Welcome. I can't say anything. I can't talk. It has to go. Now, uh, for the record... I am not wearing blackface. I am wearing bat face. I thought you were going to wear yellow face, but you didn't. I didn't because I looked at, I was doing my makeup in accordance to this picture of Dr. G. And (laughs) she is not a yellow faced Asian. She's a porcelain skin, white faced Asian. And so now I look like Betty Boop. The costume is ruined. So we aim for accuracy here. And I thought you had a pass because... At least once upon a time, 23andMe had confirmed your Asian ancestry, so 
we could have got away with it and we balked. But if you need an explanation, of course, our costumes are Dr. She, the Wuhan bat lady, and I am bat specimen zero, the cave bat from which coronavirus was originally derived. Um, and yes, by the way, this is a full bat suit. You know, the wings are not going to get the full effect given how we have the show framed up, but <laughs> the spirit is there. And also for the record, I did have fangs in. They were kind of falling out and impossible to <laughs> speak with. And it's pretty important for me to be able to speak. Or do you have glasses inside of it? Or the, yeah. Yeah. Are there lenses in that? Are they clear? No, yeah. it's for the face mask. Oh, well, we can go with that, I guess. Maybe she's worn those once or twice. But uh, as always, if you're an audio only uh, listener, this is the one show a year where you absolutely want to head over to your uh, video platform of choice and check it out. It is the rare uh, Saturday night show, a Halloween special, no less. So in addition to looking like total jackasses, we're going to talk about all the serious news of the week. We will preview the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which starts with uh, jury selection on Monday and the judges trial rules established uh, or were established this week. They look um decently friendly to the defense so we'll break down yeah. what to expect from this trial that's that's coming up on monday alec baldwin just hours ago or at least the video became available hours ago spoke to a reporter roadside in vermont and these are his first words uh, outside of what he had tweeted about the shooting on his movie set last week uh, surprise surprise he's already calling for uh, common sense gun control on set Okay. And surprise, surprise, surprise. It turns out that your guy, Nicolas Cage, tried to warn us all and save the world about that armorer, Hannah Gutierrez. If only we had heeded his infinite wisdom. But we'll check in with Nick later on in the show. Plus, the school board controversies continue. Merrick Garland takes heat in front of a Senate committee and a judge rules that the Loudoun County rape case is legit. There is sufficient evidence to convict that attacker or at least the juvenile court equivalent of a conviction but will anyone apologize in a meaningful way uh in the loudon county case uh no they'll probably just get fired from their jobs but yeah. we shall see that continues to unfold and then uh the hoax hate the big story of the weekend the last uh, well starting yesterday uh not the mcauliffe campaign sends out uh, Tiki Torch reenactors to a Glenn Youngkin event in Charlottesville, yep. Virginia. And then the Lincoln Project comes out and says, no, no, no it was us. Uh, this story is very weird, but it's the best kind of hoax in that is a, it's a hoax layered on a hoax. Yeah, that is how desperate Democrats are in Virginia leading up to um, leading up to Tuesday's election. So we'll check in with that. And tonight's movie review is Hacksaw Ridge, yep. certainly with some imagery horrifying enough for Halloween. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that one. There were a couple scenes that really burned into my brain that were hard to forget. So, uh, so many intestines. Yeah. Yeah. So we will uh, talk that at the end of the show. Of course, we'll check in with super chats on YouTube, tippy stream and D live in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 1130 PM Eastern. So get them in early. If you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That is mattchristiansenmedia.com. And don't forget, the show store is up and running. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. 
chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration for your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap to your door each and every month. So you never forget soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap uh, person, no problem. Hero offers all of their soaps in a liquid form as well. Uh, Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MC listener. That's promo code MC listener for 10% off everything from hero soap company. You can find everything you need from hero soap plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including charity swipes, Phoenix ammunition, Sonoran Def- uh, defense technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals deals for listeners by listeners. We had a meetup. I, I'm, I'm shocked to see this. Actually, we had a listener meetup in uh, pronounce it correctly, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't uh, shoot you guys on sight on your way to this apartment. They were not arrested. Apparently, gatherings within the home are allowed. So, congratulations. I'm glad you guys were able to uh, resume. They look sufficiently drunk and friendly <laughs> in, the, in the typical Australian way. I like it. Whether this is legal or not, I certainly won't tell the Aussie authorities. Uh, we appreciate it. Of course, if you'd like to meet fellow listeners of the show, you can check out uh, contact information on the community page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. You can find fellow listeners of the show who may be in your area. I did have uh, a couple of photos I wanted to share. As I will forever say, every time this meme comes up, I don't uh, this this one. I'll I'll beat it into the ground forever. I will pound. Let's go, Brandon, into the ground. I will happily join the chorus of boomers and normies jumping on this memes bandwagon. And so I had to carve a let's go, Brandon pumpkin. And I think I did a pretty okay job. It looks good. Nice and clean. Yeah, I was worried about the flags at first. I thought those would be confusing or maybe look like letters, but I think they came out pretty nice. So, yep, I'm proud of my Brandon pumpkin and. I've been waiting to see how this would turn out for weeks because, of course, with newborn Calvin and, of course, with the various Hobbes gifts that we had been given for Calvin, including stuffed tigers, various uh, tiger toys, things like that. uh, It's Calvin and Hobbes time for Halloween. (laughs) There's baby Calvin and there is my dog Bash, uh, but now he's he's Hobbes. So uh, tomorrow when trick or treaters come around, I uh, I can't wait to. Put this. See how the children react to at least the dog's costume. They probably won't see the baby, but the dog's costume. He looks costume so will cute. He's chunking up nicely. Uh, yeah, he uh, he has no problem uh, chugging on that milk for sure. Good. So, uh, no issues there. Well, um, did you see the uh, Twix propaganda? A couple pieces yeah. of propaganda to start the show. Uh, Twix released an. Uh, apparently, this is an ad for. Uh, Friday, the, let's see, it was the um, Freeform's 31 Nights of Halloween. And the ad that Twix produced to run on this Halloween movie marathon, whatever this is, it depicts a young boy wearing a dress who gets a, a, a witch for a new nanny. And his witch nanny protects him from, I guess, transphobic bullies. Twix presents Bite Size Halloween. Hi. I'm your new nanny. Why are you all dressed up? It's not Halloween yet. 
Can I help you? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Do you want to find out? Hey, you! Princess! You look like a girl! Why are you wearing that? Dressing like this makes me feel good. You look weird, your name <gasps> looks weird, you guys are both weird. No, we're just different. Boys don't wear dresses. What's happening? We should go. Come on. Uh-huh. What? Why? Why would they? Come on. Is no holiday safe? I guess not. Not even Halloween. I had to condense the plot a little bit. The full thing's like two minutes. It's one of those long ads. But just to recap, a weird woman enters a home with an unaccompanied child, threatens neighborhood kids, and then murders children for the crime of saying something very mildly mean on the playground. And uh, I will emphasize, at no point did the ad actually show a candy bar. It did show the wrappers in the intro and the Twix logo at the end. But is that an ad to make you buy and consume candy? Or is that an ad to indoctrinate you into a particular Ugh, gross. Which, uh, to me, it's debatable which was the worst piece of propaganda of the week. That's certainly in the mix. But this dinosaur propaganda from the UN may be actually worse. Uh, So on Wednesday, there's a climate summit upcoming in Europe. So we're all going to get the climate lecture for the next week and change. But um, on Wednesday, the UN put out this video on Twitter saying that we can no longer ignore the climate crisis. And they... (laughs) This as warned by a Jurassic Park style velociraptor, I guess speaking at the UN podium, uh, don't become extinct like we did, warns this dinosaur. Listen up, people. You're headed for a climate disaster. And yet every year, governments spend hundreds of billions of public funds on fossil fuel subsidies. Imagine if we had spent hundreds of billions per year subsidizing giant meteors. That's what you're doing right now. Around the world, people are living in poverty. Don't you think helping them would make more sense than, I don't know, paying for the demise of your entire species? So here's my wild idea. Don't choose extinction. It's time for you humans to stop making excuses and start making changes. Thank you. This is sinister. It's clearly for children to indoctrinate you think so? children. Yeah, definitely. Both of those are sinister, but always I'm going to side with the uh, gender child stuff being worse. That one was worse? Yeah. Uh, well, it w- this was a great friendly reminder that the world is definitely not run by lizards. That's a widely debunked conspiracy theory <laughs> that nobody would ever believe in, first of all. Uh, but I-, I love how they lecture us about how we spend our money, too. How much? Seriously speaking, that dinosaur? Not bad. What was the production budget on this video? Because I don't know. CG's pretty cheap now, right? I guarantee that could have bought uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, cups of ramen noodles to send to Africa, which is what they're telling to do for the rest of us. Mm. Uh, But not with fossil fuels, of course. And that's, oh, would we have subsidized giant meteors? Well, I don't know. Did giant meteors provide the basis for your entire economy? Is that really a fair (laughs) comparison? As though, like, fossil fuels have no benefit to humanity? It's like I was thinking about where you'd rank it. Um, You have like the printing press, you have fossil fuels, you have the Internet. It's not to say that these technologies may not one day be replaced by something better, but fossil fuels have to rank right up there in things that have elevated the most people out of poverty and increased the quality of human life around the world. 
Yeah. Yeah. And how many so, of these people would actually advocate for nuclear energy? Uh, probably not. And, and you wonder, uh, it's, you just wonder how they're telling you don't choose extinction, but how many at the UN would choose maybe a little extinction if they could, if they could push a button <laughs> yeah, and delete yeah. like certain elements of humanity or certain yeah. populations, I'm pretty sure they would. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but, uh, but they, I, I guess, I don't know which one I would pick for worst, but they were both uh, wildly entertaining. Anyway, moving on, uh, big news in the, uh, alt tech world this week. Now, Rumble, the video service uh, on which we have started streaming recently, by the way, if you don't want to deal with Susan's antics, you can watch the show live and on demand on Rumble. But that video service has acquired Locals, which is Dave Rubin's uh, social media social media site that serves as sort of a catch all um, subscription support, kind of like a Patreon plus. It's like Patreon plus a lot of other cool features. Uh, and based on Ruben's description of the move this week, uh, the two will remain separate sites and services, uh, but they will work closely together. And Rumble is ultimately the boss, sort of like Facebook and Instagram's arrangement okay. now. Uh, the good news, as far as I'm concerned, um, it, it, this is I mean, both of these platforms, Rumble is probably the most realistic competitor to, to YouTube. I think Locals is the most realistic competitor to Patreon. Combining forces might put them in a better position to compete effectively with both of them. I, I don't see a downside there. Right. Other than there, there are some things that people are worried about as far as Rumble being the boss potentially, but we'll get to that in a second. The most encouraging thing that Ruben had said on his stream uh, in my mind was that they're working. They're not just working on combining sort of the subscription and video services that they both offer. He mentioned that they're working on hosting services like Amazon Great. web services and he says this is all going to operate with the same censorship free philosophy with which locals has operated so far. Basically, if, if it's not legal or it, uh, if it's legal, we're not going to stop you. If it's not legal, that's a problem between you and the authorities has been yeah. the, the stance so far. So if that's true, if you have a safe place to host your website or you like if you're parlor and you're building a new platform, but maybe you don't have the servers to host it and there's some safer infrastructure away from these people. That's a great news for people. That's great news for people who just want to build on the internet. Generally, maybe you don't do videos. Maybe you do written content. Maybe you have other stuff you want to host, whatever. Um, this I is great. This is what needs to be done. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's great news and I can't wait to see what they're, what they're able to build. The one thing people are concerned about is that uh, rumble of course is as of now, a, a Canada based company. And even if they're saying, well, uh. anything legal is fine. You have the ever encroaching Canadian hate speech laws and all that kind of stuff coming into the mix. But on the stream, Ruben had said uh, he said it's a rumor, but, you know, you take it as wink, wink confirmation uh, that Rumble is moving to Florida imminently. So okay. you won't have to deal with the Canadian government at all. Is Will the they truly be advocates of free speech? It remains to be seen. Well, I know that people are worried because Rumble's TOS. Rumble does have a TOS that reads very similar to any other site. You're not allowed to do hate speech. You're not allowed to da da da. I've I've looked at it, and it's not the terms that I would write. However, I I will also say that I've been in contact with people at Rumble. They're real people who will talk to you if I email them, and not only have they never mentioned anything to me about trying to control my content, but I'm not aware of really anybody getting censored off Rumble. Uh, if 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 uh, that has happened, I'd like to know about it. People should send it to me because I would want to know. Will they let Anglin on? That is the test. Well, send him their way. Now he has to sign up. Anglin or GTFO rum rumble. <laughs> That's what I have to say. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I get why people are a little uh, nervous. And by the way, I would never say, yeah, everybody jump to this ship because this is the one that's going to take us to the promised land. But this is this is in the right trajectory. And I'm still going to be happy with that, even if it's an option rather than the only place where people exist. Right. But uh, it's a move in the right direction. And, and that's good enough for me. Um, whatever happens, Rumble and locals can probably count on the competition to keep shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg among that competition rebranding Facebook's uh, corporate name to Meta and this marks the company's shift from social media to the so-called Metaverse uh, which is an expansion of apps and services that will build virtual work and social communities so uh, just replace your friends well not it's your real friends I guess but it's all this avatar weird stuff where everybody hangs out on the internet in like almost a video gamey way Um, I, I don't really know how to describe the demo at least to me, as anything other than dystopian and creepy. But here's yeah. Zuck um, showing how he's getting ready to go to a virtual hangout with his virtual friends in uh, virtual space. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like, starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. All right, perfect. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? He needs to be stopped. <laughs> It's, Mark, it's pretty... totally not a robot Zuckerberg. He came across really human there. Yeah. Well, maybe he fits in better in this virtual world than the rest of us, I suppose. Um, I think there's a there's obviously a certain irony of, of connecting people being the stated and purported goal here. But everything we're building is just a replacement for all of your real life interactions and real yeah. life friends. And it's a small point. But you notice in there he said, um. Well, you can you can recreate your home or your office digitally. It's like, well, why the hell would I want to do that? <laughs> you just go go in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I live here. I live in the real thing. It, and I know your company, your whole business model is selling people's data. What, yeah. Why do you want my floor plans? That's that's not that Mark Zuckerberg is going to come for me personally, but why does he want anyone's floor plans? And why would you give them to him? That's weird. Mm. I, I wouldn't give over that information very easily. Just want more information. <clears throat> yeah. I, I And I say this, of course, as someone who, I mean, my livelihood is on the internet. A lot of my friends are on the internet. Even you and I have only hung out once in real life. Like this is an entire, everything about this show is on the internet. But yeah. there is a such thing as too far, man. Like there is this where, where we're replacing what used to be just having a beer at the bar with your friend or going, getting a coffee with your friend. Now you do all this virtually. Yeah. It's um, bizarre. Yeah, uh, we need to be very careful about how far into this virtual world we go. Well, they can uh, monitor all of our correspondence, all of our in-person correspondence if we do them virtually. That's what yeah. this is about. Yeah. And, you know, maybe um, maybe the avatars will be cool. You saw him dressing his avatar there, picking what outfit he wanted. But my question for Zuck is, why would you choose to be you when you could be literally anybody and there's speculation that Zuck is rebranding and making these changes to avoid increasing regulatory scrutiny so uh as whoever edited this and put it on twitter asks 
why not just become the master of avoiding regulatory scrutiny? Just be a Hunter Biden avatar. <laughs> I'm more interested now. That seems like a better party, frankly. Is the uh, is the Parmesan cheese virtual or is that oh, real? I don't know. It's virtual. You know it. All the crack, all the virtual crack you want to. <laughs> well, speaking of the uh, Biden family dodging accountability, Joe continued that trend this week. He was uh, speaking to preschoolers in New Jersey, and he told the kids that his job is to avoid questions from all those reporters surrounding him. You know, when you're president, see all these people here? They're, they're with you all the time. They get to ask you all kinds of questions. And you try to figure out how you can avoid answering them sometimes. <laughs> 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 and of course, the oh, Biden defenders. Masked kids. Yeah, well, that's probably the most offensive thing there is. Yeah, if the kids are, you know, playing Legos or whatever they're doing, wearing masks. But of course, Biden's defenders will say, oh, that's an obvious joke. He's chuckling. Everyone's chuckling. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. But the, is the truth not there? This right. is a guy who rarely holds press conferences, rarely asks, uh, answers questions. Uh, I don't know. And is that what do you take? Did you take that as a joke or do you take that as dementia brain? Him speaking too much truth accidentally. I don't know. Uh, because of the historical precedent, I would say dementia brain. Hmm. But it could be read as a joke. I don't know. I don't know with him. Well, in a week of, uh, I guess, somewhat, well, there's a lot of kind of shocking news this week. This is actually the most shocking to me. We'll talk about it briefly, but Andrew Cuomo actually getting charged and it, apparently arrested. It's not like they're going to kick down his door. He'll surrender. But yeah, I, I thought that a lot of the allegations against him were pretty dicey. I think both of us did. There's some evidence here, I think. And now they're saying it's sufficient to actually bring a charge of, of what? Some kind of sex, misdemeanor sexual harassment yes. or assault of some kind? A misdemeanor criminal complaint uh, alleges that Cuomo did intentionally and for no legitimate purpose forcibly place his hand under the blouse shirt of the victim and onto her intimate body part, specifically her left breast, for the purpose of degrading and satisfying his sexual desire. Um, this uh, was pretty recent, December 7th. In the executive mansion. And uh, it was his former aide, Brittany Camiso. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he is being charged with forcible touching and it carries a maximum sentence of a year in jail. No way. And there's some happening. evidence. It's not going to happen. Uh, the alleged evidence against him includes a text message from his cell phone, from his cell phone, state police aviation records for December 7th and news reports of a press conference that day. I don't know how that could possibly be relevant. Did they say what the text says? No. Uh, no. state police, Blackberry pin messages, swipe card records from the state uh, capital. Some of this is just evidence that she was there. They were in the same place. Well, that's what I wonder. Does the text say, hey, I enjoyed touching your boob? Yeah. Or, what does it say? Or may, it, Unless it's an apology for, for you know, inappropriate yeah. sexual contact, which I'm, I'm sure that's actually what, what it is. And Camisa's testimony to the AG, um, a summons has been issued to him and uh, he's expected to surrender to authorities sometime next week to be arrested and booked. <laughs> It's okay. Happen. Well, I will certainly tune in for that. Do people uh, still celebrate this guy as the greatest governor in the country, or is oh he no, they totally threw him under the bus. Okay, it's like you know they they still uphold Clinton as this as this American hero, and he raped somebody. This like this guy grabbed a tit and maybe some other stuff, and the left just throws him under. I wonder if this is true. 
Yeah, well, I guess maybe we'll find out more when the case actually goes to court. Uh, But as of now, Andrew Cuomo expected to surrender to authorities this coming week. Speaking of uh, pending trials, I don't is is Cuomo going to go to trial? I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um, But one, the two trials I'm looking forward to the most this month. The first one starts at the start of the month, as in Monday, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. And don't forget. The Jesse Smollett trial starts November 29th at the end of the month. So good month for trial viewing. Oh, my God. But um, this week, the judge released the ground rules for the trial in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. 150 jurors have been summoned. 20 will be selected, including eight alternates. What I don't know if uh, I wonder if Brandon Mitchell from Minneapolis makes his way onto onto this <laughs> jury as well. He just sneaks in there. However, he yeah, did really. <laughs> but uh, there will be seating for four family members of those killed or injured in the courtroom, as well as four seats for Rittenhouse's family. So between media and um, and seats allotted for family and the jurors, it sounds like there's not technically it's open to the public. Sounds like there's not gonna be a lot of space if you're a person in the area who just wants to go check it out. But uh, maybe the opportunity is there anyway, as far as the rules of the of the trial, uh, the judge sent some interesting uh, set some interesting ground rules on Monday. So, first of all, prosecutors may not refer to the men Rittenhouse shot as, quote, victims. They can't use the word victim at all. But the defense team may refer to those men, the people he shot, as rioters or looters in closing statements if the evidence backs up those labels. Interesting. So that would just kind of on a surface level, that would seem like sort of a pro defense position. The def- right. The prosecution is banned from using a word that puts those guys, the, the people Kyle shot, who, the people who attacked Kyle and in turn, he shot them, puts them in a, um, in a favorable light, but the defense is able to present those guys in a negative light. Right. There is some explanation from the judge about why this is the case. And there's, uh, I have some back and forth here between the prosecutor because the prosecution obviously did not like this. They see it as a double standard. They were not happy about that rule. And there's some back and forth between the prosecutor and the judge about exactly this issue. This is a long held opinion of mine, which very few judges, I guess, share with me. I think it's a loaded, the word victim is a loaded, loaded word. And I think alleged victim is a cousin to it. I've had a tri- many trials with you, Your Honor, where there has been evidence that uh, a, a person has suffered some sort of injury at the, at the hands of the defendant, and you have still not allowed me to call them a victim even after the evidence has come in. During I don't think you're accurate about that. I am talking about the, the use of the term victim in regular discourse, Uh, Not in final argument when you're arguing that the person was the victim of a crime. We are labeling them before the jury makes their decision. And your concern with the term victim, as I understand it, is... You tell me that if you called, if you in final argument said to the jury, Kyle Rittenhouse is a cold-blooded killer, that would be... You don't think that you'd be allowed to do that? I think I should be. I think I should be allowed to call people a victim, too. So call the victim an arsonist if that's what he thinks he can prove? Your Honor, I I have practiced in most of the courts in this county, and other than you, as you rightly pointed out, the other judges do allow us to call people victims, even at the beginning in in an opening statement. Oh, well, the other judges will let let me know it. (laughs) Jeez, that guy ripped the judge too hard. That was... yeah, there's a couple things there. There's the substance of what they're arguing about. And then, you know, I haven't watched every interaction between this judge and the defense and the prosecutor. So I can't say that this I don't know if this is 
abnormal. I don't know if this is the trend, but there's some obvious tension between the prosecutor and the judge. Interpret right. that as you want. It might The judge might be the sort of guy who's hard on everybody. But um, as far as what the judge is saying, it's sort of confusing because objectively speaking to me, it does seem like sort of a double standard that one team is allowed to use the language they want. The other is not. Um, but if I understand the judge correctly, the point is that um, who is the victim and who is the, the aggressor between Kyle Rittenhouse and the others is exactly what's on trial. So mm -hmm. their, their status as rioters or looters, strictly speaking, is not on trials. So, for example, even if um, even if the guys that Kyle shot are rioters and looters and you can demonstrate that, that doesn't necessarily mean that the shooting was justified. You can still murder a rioter or a looter, whereas they can also be victims. They're not mutually exclusive terms. Yeah, yeah right. So and if you labeled um, if you labeled those guys definitively as victims, well, that's much more strictly relevant to the case. If they're victims, Kyle Rittenhouse logically must be the aggressor. And that's exactly what's on trial here. I think that's what he's trying to prevent um, any sort of poisoning from right. from right. Uh, or any any kind of influence on the on the on the jury fair or not. That's my understanding of, of what he's saying there. Also, there was, um, uh, recall a couple of weeks ago, I had a video on this. Uh, if you saw, if not, if you're interested in it, go back and check it out. But there, there was a lengthy pretrial, uh, pretrial hearing, uh, a few weeks ago that featured a presentation from a man named John black. And this is a guy who has advised and conducted dozens of use of force investigations in military, uh, police and civilian contexts. And in his conclusion, he was hired to do an analysis by the defense and he did a whole lengthy report. And in his conclusion, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse acted reasonably in accordance with Wisconsin law. He did a whole presentation about why the judge, prosecutors and the defense all questioned him about it. And it was kind of up in the air if the judge was going to allow this guy to testify. The prosecutors obviously don't want him to testify. They say no experts are necessary. But if that expert gets to testify, they're going to bring their right. own expert is is what's going on here. Um, but so now he will actually, uh, he, he has been allowed to testify at least in part. So, um, the judge will allow him, the judge uh, will not allow him to speak about what Rittenhouse was thinking or whether he definitively acted in self-defense. Those are the two things that John Black can't okay. talk about. Okay. But if you go back and watch his presentation, he always says throughout it, I am not speaking to what Kyle was thinking. I don't know what Kyle was thinking. I'm speaking to the actions that were taken with reference to a hypothetical, reasonable mind as defined by the jury and Wisconsin state law. Right. So, uh, so presumably we will get this guy's testament. The, the judge's rules don't really block out the things that he said at that pretrial hearing. He didn't talk about the state of mind. And the other thing you can't say is whether Kyle Rittenhouse definitively acted in self-defense. Well, it's John Black's opinion that he did. As long as you say, well, it is my analysis and opinion that you should be able to get around that. Yeah. So it, it would seem that we'll get that guy testifying, which that guy's analysis and testimony. All I can say is the prosecution better bring it with their witness <laughs> or with their expert, because um, I, as far as I know, he hasn't been appeared before the court yet. At least I haven't seen it. Uh, for him to counter the things that John Black was saying is going to be very difficult unless there's some facts that I'm not aware of that they right. have like new facts that, but of course, if they have new pieces of evidence, it's too late. Like those already have to be reviewed before they can be introduced. Yeah, exactly. I, so they, they don't, have I don't tricks. think that we're going to see much come to light that would, that is shocking to us. So. Yeah, we shouldn't at least. 
Um, and the prosecution just keeps keeps taking loss after loss. They had a bunch of bad days in court um, earlier, which I'll, I'll summarize in a moment. But they they uh, the prosecution had asked to ask the judge to block a video that shows police telling Rittenhouse and other armed men that they appreciated their presence. And they tossed Kyle Rittenhouse a bottle of water. Now, what does that demonstrate? Well, it shows that the police did not consider him to be some erratic, threatening person prior to the mm. attack on him. That prosecution nine. Well, the prosecution wanted that thrown out as irrelevant. Um, you can make the argument that it is, but the judge disagreed. And so the video is going to be allowed. That's a pro. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, I, I could see it as being relevant to particular lines of attack on the defense. If the, if the defense is a line of reasoning is that he went out there with the intent to kill and was obviously exhibiting that you show that video and say, well, why didn't police see that? Why well, it preceded any of any of the shootings. So how could they yeah. how could they possibly have known and how could they possibly have characterized uh, his conduct in a broad manner in just a split second? I think that probably should have been thrown out. Yeah. Well, the judge has thrown out other pieces of evidence that are less favorable to Kyle. So remember, there's um, this incident and this video of Kyle getting in a fight over something with his sister. And he mm-hmm. like he I think, I think this is one where he like punched a high school girl. You know, it's not a good look. It's a dumb thing for a teen guy to be doing. Is it relevant to this case? No. The ju- and that's what the judge said. That video is gone. There was this meeting. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was at a bar and Proud Boys came up to him and he did the, the OK hand sign. That's thrown out. There's no Proud Boy connection Good. that's going to be uh, introduced uh, at trial. And I haven't seen an update on this. I was looking. So if people are aware, please send it my way. But th- there's also this video that. It's from earlier in the summer, Kyle Rittenhouse watching what appears to be looting of a CVS, although that's disputed. But he sees looting going on. It's a separate incident earlier in the summer. And he says his his friend is recording and he says, bro, I wish I had my fucking AR. I'd start shooting rounds at them. And the judge, when that was introduced at an earlier pretrial hearing, said, I'm inclined not to include that. It's a totally different event, totally different context. And it's his, his friends at that? No, Kyle said it and his friend is recording. Oh, also not a great look, but irrelevant. So as far as I know, the judge, the last I heard from him, he said he was inclined not to allow that. But I haven't seen definitive, a definitive decision on that. So we shall see. But based on the decision so far, it would appear, at least to me, that this this judge is friendly to the self-defense case, or at least not pre-concluded in favor of the prosecution. Yeah, Uh, This judge is the longest serving active circuit judge in Wisconsin. And a Kenosha-based attorney, a defense attorney who has experience, this is Bruce Schrader is the name of the judge. This defense attorney who has experience in his court says, quote, he's protective of the right to present a defense, the right to confrontation. Uh, He's that way for all defendants, regardless of the case. The judge, in my opinion, is not swayed by uh, by or interested in politics. He'll apply the rules even handedly without any influence from the media. And I did learn this in researching this judge and how this, uh, how this uh, trial might progress. Masks are not required and social distancing is not enforced. Hey, that's great. I don't know if that's judge's discretion, but if he has any part in that, maybe not a total kook. Who else's discretion would it be? I suppose the city. Maybe it would have to be judge's discretion, wouldn't it? I don't know that maybe there's some kind of higher regulatory policy on all government buildings or something, but not in uh, Bruce Schrader's court courtroom. You don't have to wear masks. 
Uh, Kyle's defense team also appears to be uh, pretty good. They're led by Mark Richards, who has 100 jury trials experience in Wisconsin and success in getting homicide charges dropped before. So uh, one would assume he knows what he's doing. The trial is expected to last two weeks. It could be longer. Uh, there are only 10 media spaces in the courtroom. So which members of the media get access will be chosen daily by lottery. But as far as watching it, it will be streamed live on court TV. Uh, the judge has allowed court TV to set up three cameras and the trial will stream live on CourtTV.com. My understanding is that's all free. No subscription required. Very so. good. And how many members of the citizenry can be there? It's sort of unclear, but the description here that I read makes it sound like it's going to be pretty tight quarters between the space that's allocated to media, the space that's allocated to the two families or groups of families. It's not going to be a ton of space for just uh, spectators to go in and enjoy themselves. Damn. But for, if the production's good on the stream, who cares? You know, it's like right, just, right, right. just turn it on your computer. You might as well be there. You, maybe you can go in. Maybe you can hang out, you know, uh, on on the moon with Mark Zuckerberg while you watch it. If you get the right <laughs> VR headset. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. We're making good time. It might be a little bit of a shorter show tonight. We'll see. But uh, good because this wig is so fucking itchy. I'm going I'm, I'm to burn up under these lights for sure. But I'm not sweating yet, at least not down my forehead or face. So we can, his we'll face see is covered in blood, guys. You can't tell, but it is. <laughs> well. Uh, let's talk about Alec Baldwin and some of the updates off the set of, of rust, or at least the story of what happened on the set of rust. We had that chatter, uh, super chatter on Sunday who said that he heard uh, apparently in another YouTube video, someone saying they had a sheriff's department source there in Santa Fe County. And that chatter in that source, I think was onto something. Cause it's now reported that the gun used in the Alec Baldwin rust shooting had been used for target practice the morning before the shooting. This is reported by the rap. The report says several crew members from rust took some guns from the production to shoot at beer cans with live ammo. The gun Alec Baldwin used to shoot cinematographer Helena Hutchins and director Joel Souza was among those guns. According to this report, this is unconfirmed by investigators as far as I've seen. But if true, that would explain probably the biggest question of the incident, which is how the hell did live ammunition get mixed in with the blanks that you're using on this set? That Moronic, would explain it. That is so dumb. Who took it to the range? I'm also interested in that. And then just put I it back. I don't know that the report specifies, but implicitly by the statements from Hannah Gutierrez, it was not her. At least she denies any knowledge of that. This is the armorer yeah. we talked about yeah. last week. Her attorneys came out with a statement. Safety is Hannah's number one priority on set. Ultimately, the set would never have been compromised if live ammo were not introduced. Hannah has no idea where the live rounds came from, which I guess uh, we have figured out by now. Um, Hannah and the prop master gained control over the guns, and she never witnessed anyone shoot live rounds with these guns, and nor would she permit that that's improper grammar uh they were locked up every night and at lunch and there's no way a single one of them was unaccounted for or being shot by crew members and her attorneys also said that she has never had an accidental discharge involving a firearm and addressed two instances one which they blamed on a prop master and another they attributed to a stuntman who they said was told he had a firearm that was hot with blanks. Why were there two ADs on any given set? I don't care who's responsible. Oh, my God. Well, and this is you why know, I need. Yeah, there's that people question. People go too. their entire lives without having an accidental discharge. 
Uh, how, yeah. how did this happen They're twice on the same set? Responsible gun owners. Yeah. 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 Um, Hannah still to this day has never had an accidental discharge. That's shocking to me. And then they also make excuses. <laughs> they said um, yeah. she was hired in two positions for the film. And so it sounds like she had her, her attentions divided or something like that. And uh, mm. it said it, it made it extremely difficult to focus on her job as an armorer. Well, I mean, as much as I'm skeptical of her competence for reasons we will continue to explain, um, I also know, as we'll get to, that reports about this assistant director, uh, Dave Halls, uh, also not great. So it could be some combination of the two of them. It could be one of them uniquely. We'll have to see what the investigation reveals. But this is this frustrates me, too, because there's so many terms used throughout all the reporting on this that really make me confused about what they're talking about. For example, last week. A lot of reports said live ammunition. Now that's confirmed. It was it was live ammo as in uh, bullet, you know, bullet in the cartridge, not blanks yeah. mm-hmm. that that hit Helena Hutchins and, and Joel Souza. But even this language here, uh, the report. OK, so the attorneys went on to assert that uh, Gutierrez had never had an accidental discharge um, involving a firearm and another stuntman who they said was told he had a firearm, quote, hot with blanks. So yeah. when they say cold gun too, like remember that was part of this fact pattern here that the assistant director handed Alec Baldwin the gun and said cold gun, which is my, it's my assumption. There are no bullets. There are no blanks. See, there. I thought that meant not. Well, I guess in this context, cold gun must mean nothing because hot yeah. would mean blanks because there should be no live ammo. Right. But if it's cold gun, then that means nothing in there, in which case, why is Alec Baldwin trying to shoot it? Uh, it was in between. It, it was my understanding that this was in between sets, like they weren't filming and he was practicing a quick draw motion. Oh, so he wasn't even like deliberately firing. It was it was like an accidental pull of the trigger. I don't know if he accidentally pulled the trigger, but he wasn't being filmed, which is how gotcha. he ended up shooting people that were not on scene. OK. Let me know well, if I'm wrong. Live chat. I just read that yesterday. and The source seemed a little and, and- like. I'll, I'll explain more about some of the language here that really drives me crazy because charges still remain possible. Some of the confusing language is coming from the district attorney, too. So the incident remains under investigation. Both the sheriff's department and the district attorney in Santa Fe County are co- are cooperating on this. working together. Uh, the district attorney says it's going to be weeks, if not months of investigation before a decision on charges will be reached. And she also said that during the investigation of the set, quote, there was there were an enormous amount of bullets. And we needed to figure out what kinds they were. Okay. But she says she also takes issue with people using the term prop gun because it was a real gun. Right. But her description there itself is not helpful. When you say there were a lot of bullets. Okay. What do you mean? Do you mean the bullet refers to the projectile, right? Are you talking about cartridges with the bullet in it? Are you talking about blank cartridges that you found everywhere? What are you talking? Like I need specifics because there's all these terms that are being thrown around interchangeably. And I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know if she's talking about a projectile. I don't know if she's talking about a cartridge with a projectile. I don't know if she's talking about a blank cartridge. What kind of cartridges did you find? It's not specified, but she's mad at other people for not specifying in their language. I was kind of frustrated by that. Anyway, you know who else was frustrated? Your guy, Nick Cage, got his eardrums blown out by this chick. He did. So this this dumb bitch was working on the same. I, I believe it was the same set, um, but she was also working on production of uh, his recent film, The Old Way. And uh, Nicholas Cage called her dangerous. She said she had dangerous gun handling. This was two months before Rust. 
And the key grip to the old way told uh, some publication, The Wrap, that the young armorer failed to abide by basic gun safety protocols. He said that after Gutierrez re-discharged a weapon for the second time in three days without warning, Nicolas Cage yelled, make an announcement. You just blew my fucking eardrums out before reportedly storming offset. I hope there's footage of that somewhere. Nicolas Cage in Nicolas Cage angry fashion. Yeah. You just blew my eardrums out. I know. Walking off stage. I'm sure it was legendary. And then this uh, this key grip guy uh, said that the chick should have been fired after the second round. Yeah. She's clearly a rookie. And maybe I shouldn't be too unfair based on one photo. But if you scroll down in this Daily Mail report on the Nicolas Cage claim, uh, (laughs) this is from the set of the old. Okay, this is the the old old way. way. So I get. Okay, this is different than. Okay, this no, this is the Nick Cage movie. I get confused because Nick Cage was making the old way, the movie that the assistant director Dave Halls was working on. It was called One Way. So okay, that's why I keep getting okay. confused. But this is Nick Cage's set, apparently, where she blew Nick Cage's eardrums out. And who it, is I don't, that? I don't know. I wonder. They show some of the cast here. Is this the same little girl? I don't know. But this looks like a young female. And we also know that on that set, Hannah Gutierrez was accused of giving a loaded gun to an 11 year old. I wonder if this is the 11 year old. Maybe, maybe not. All I know, (laughs) she is supervising the worst possible shooting form anyone could ever ever exhibit. So I don't know. For all I know, right after this photo was taken, Hannah stepped in and said, "Okay, no, no, no. Lean lean into that. Get those shoulders forward a little bit. But this strikes me as someone who has absolutely no goddamn idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's really bad. And I mentioned, you know, we're being hard on Hannah Gutierrez. We have been for two weeks here. And a lot of that is deserved, I'm sure. We'll see what the investigation finds. But there is information to suggest that this this assistant director, Dave Halls, uh, is also a huge part of the problem. So maybe they were a problem together. Maybe one was more of a problem than the other, but it's, it would appear that <laughs> if any, they both probably have some uh, responsibility here and they might've been a dream team of incompetence right, and negligence. Right. <laughs> so on Friday, Variety reported that a crew member had warned the producers of Rust that Dave Halls, again, this is the guy who handed the gun to Alec Baldwin and said, cold gun. This is that same guy. Warned the producers of Rust that that Dave Halls was too relaxed about set safety during a previous production. Halls has already admitted to investigators that he failed to properly check the gun that he handed to Alec Baldwin. So if I'm understanding correctly, he's he's admitted I did not check the gun, but I handed the gun to Alec Baldwin and said cold gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how the law will play out here. That strikes me as negligent. Is that criminally negligent? probably we shall find out but this is the guy uh this is the guy who did that now halls worked on one way not to be confused with the old way nick cage's movie different production this is one way a movie that was shot in georgia in february and there are all sorts of allegations in this story that you can read but here are some during filming of one way The crew member said that he witnessed an unsafe situation in which cars were being driven in an open field by local people who were not stunt drivers. The crew member, who asked not to be identified, said that he specifically warned the producers of Rust that Halls was putting the crew, no, the producers of One Way, rather, that Halls was uh, putting the crew in jeopardy. That man is a liability. 
the crew member recalled saying he's going to fucking kill someone someday and you're going to be responsible. Well, if that's true, that's prophetic in a very unfortunate way. A second crew member on one way also said there were safety problems involving halls and vehicles on set. This person said that there was a scene with a car hit that had an inadequate crew and that background actors were driving cars instead of stunt drivers. Quote, they put me in a position of danger, this person told Variety. They're getting the bottom of the barrel people. A third crew member confirmed that he had heard about safety issues involving halls and vehicles from a fourth person on the set. So this is kind of secondhand, but, you know, in combination with everything else. This crew member also said he witnessed Halls losing his temper on set. Jay Graves, the set dresser on One Way, told Variety that he was nearly clipped by a car twice during production. He said that they were filming on a street, but that the street was uh, not completely closed, such that cross traffic was able to drive through the set between takes. It was the least safe set I've ever worked on in my life, Graves said. And lastly, and probably most relevantly... Halls was also fired from another project called Freedom's Path in 2019 after an incident involving a gun that went off unexpectedly, according to that film's producers. Now, that's what Variety says. I see in other reporting, this one's in Breitbart, and it references uh, a separate report, but it, it says that um, Halls was fired from a previous job after a gun went off on set and wounded a member of the film no crew. No way. That's what they're saying. So, I mean, that's... Uh, I don't wow. know how what do the they even of- get this this cast characters together. Like, let's hire yeah, all it, the most incompetent people and put them on the same get, set and then watch what happens. Live. Get the Nick Cage eardrum girl and get the guy who got somebody shot and bring them together. You know, I'm starting to there's a lot of great tinfoil about this, that it is all some like deliberate op to benefit certain people or to, you know, call for gun control or whatever. It's things like this that are so grossly negligent and so coincidental that you start to wonder, like, are we watching a true accident or is this someone's bizarre design? I don't know. It's got to be an accident, right? Well, that's what Alec Baldwin wants you to believe. He (laughs) uh, uh, he's at least briefly today spoke with a reporter. This reporter in Vermont caught up with him, I guess, roadside. I'm not exactly sure what led to this encounter, but they're roadside in vermont and this reporter's talking to alec baldwin and his wife and alec says that he can't comment on the investigation but he will take some time to call for what else common sense gun control on the set are incidental accidents uh, uh, on film sets uh, from time to time but nothing like this this is a one in a trillion episode it's a one in a trillion event i do know that an ongoing effort to limit the use of firearms in on film sets is something I'm extremely interested in. You know, where are you? But remember something that I think is important, and that is how many bullets have been fired in films and TV shows in the last 75 years? Billions in the last 75 years. And Billions. all of it without incident. We have to realize that when it does go wrong, and it's this horrible catastrophic thing, some new measures have to take place. Rubber guns, plastic guns, no live, no real armaments on set. That's not for me to decide. I'm not an expert in this field. So whatever other people decide is the best way to go in terms of protecting people's safety on film sets, I'm all in favor of, and I will cooperate with that in any way that I can. Why can't he apply that logic to normal people using guns, not just people on the set? Like things when things go wrong accidentally, it doesn't apply to uh, the breadth of all gun usage in this certain circumstance. It's like, are you listening to yourself? I can't even follow his reasoning. I listened to it like three times through to try to figure out what he was saying. 
because on the one hand, he's saying, um, well, look, it's like a one in a trillion occurrence. What can you do? And on the other say, on the other hand, he's saying, because it was such a tragic occurrence, we have to radically restructure the industry, even though this was incredibly rare. He's just spitballing this. Well, what oh, is God. consistent throughout what he's saying there, notice the deflection of responsibility. And yeah. by the way, I don't even have to argue that he's the primary uh, person responsible in this. We'll, we'll see exactly what the investigation shows. Um, but for his part, everything is somebody else's or something else's fault. So uh, it was the gun's fault. You know what? We should ban them. We got to have plastic fake rubber guns. It's not my fault. Also, um, I'm not the expert, so I'm going to defer to the experts, whatever they say. I just, I thought that that was my suggestions, (laughs) of course, but I just thought that was uh, representative of the mind of the anti-gun advocate. They fear guns because they fear responsibility. He accepts none. Yeah. And and then with tragic irony, that that very lack of responsibility for oneself eventually catches up to them. And even though I'm very uh, everybody involved in this, it must feel awful, as we've talked about. But as we talked about last week, if one person in that chain of custody of that gun exhibits proper practices of knowing what's loaded in there, not pointing it at things that you don't intend to destroy. All of those things that this doesn't happen if one of the three or maybe more who were involved stops that sequence of negligence, stops that sequence of fear because they are too afraid to understand guns, apparently, or too reckless. I don't know. But if one person puts up the responsibility necessary, this is a non story. It never happens. It's just somebody getting yelled at a set for putting a live round into a revolver chamber. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Well. We shall see. I, I, this is going to unfold over over weeks and months now, apparently. I had thought maybe they'd have some clarity on charges faster than they will, but we'll probably be a long way down the line, probably into Christmas or the New Year before we learn any more about who may be legally liable. And I'm confident speculating just for reasons entirely outside the law, just who he is as a celebrity. Alec Baldwin ain't going to face charges on this. No, not a chance. Not a chance. So that's the one confident prediction I'll make. Which, of course, means I'll be wrong and we'll have to Jen Psaki circle back. And speaking of Jen Psaki <laughs> circling back, we're definitely due for a break. Oh, sure. So let me uh, get our treasure this... chest going for our DLive friends. Appreciate you guys. God, this is maddening. <laughs> <laughs> this is made for a black woman, I think, like a black woman with a pinhead. And is it supposed just... to be a legitimate wig like someone would wear seriously? Yeah, yeah, I hmm. got it because it, uh, the the Asian chick has like a little a little mullet thing going on. I thought it would translate better, but it's it's not it's not working. I don't have a I picture like, of Doctor Shi handy to assess the accuracy. Yeah, you know, going Asian, it's harder than I expected. Um, nor FFC. Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, and the Loch Ness monster? And the theory of Atlantis. Uh, no, I don't believe in any of those things. That's a too long of a list to address. I, I do believe in aliens, though. I will take that one. I think that just given the theoretically infinite nature of the universe. Did he say be... anything about aliens? Well, UFOs. Alien oh, adjacent. Okay. Yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. All right. I'll take aliens. And obviously Bigfoot. Big Bigfoot fan. Um, Long Dong John. I watched Dumb and Dumber this weekend. I lost an IQ point, but it was worth it. Maybe Matt's on to something there. Glad to be watching the Sunday show on an actual Sunday in Australia. Oh, ah. yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you guys get a treat. Uh, uh, yeah. If we ever do my month of movie picks, that will be in there. And uh, 
Ugh, oh. so bummed about Fight Club. God. You don't like Garbage. Fight Club? Are you, oh, yeah. You I have it was talked overrated. about That's it right. so That's right. much. So it's not yeah. a spoiler, but Fight Club is like what I believe to be the most overrated movie, except for The Big Lebowski, like maybe in the history of, of Mankind. Well, this will be, it's a movie that I need to see. And just so you guys know, the the random selection did win again. So Fight Club is the movie for next week. That's that's what she's talking about. It's, regardless to the spirit of the segment, which is like cultural reference and prominence, uh, it's a movie I should see. So even if you, I'll, I'll watch it knowing that you hate it or at least think it's overrated, but I will not allow such things to pollute my honest viewing of it. <laughs> Kaylee, it's her off. As of today, I'm officially unable to board a plane, train, or boat in Canada. Still blending in while at work. Hopefully I'm working south of the border before I end up in a gulag. That is terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. <sighs> Godspeed, man. We'll see. Uh, does this stuff ever go away? You know, the definition of fully vaccinated will change. So how many people are going to go along with that for years yeah. on end? We'll find out. And, I hate all grapes. The best if vampires were real, would it be legal in California to knowingly infect someone with vampirism? Probably. Uh, in theory, yeah. Uh, the AIDS thing has been an excellent precedent for. Although when diseases. that happened, it's it's more common in a lot of states. Deliberately infecting people with AIDS is a misdemeanor in more states than you would realize, including my own home state of Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Only a misdemeanor. You know, grab a boob like Andrew Cuomo or inject someone with AIDS. Yeah, a crimes. year in jail for like a, like a little titty smack. Come on. Come on. Yes. That's that's obscene. Um, Clint S. If I'm an employer, man, uh, if an employer mandates the jab but offers a religious exemption, would using that, especially if not religious, still be a compromise of principles as it still stands or grants premise? Am I am I even literate of their control? Struggling with that myself. You know, honestly, uh, probably. But who gives a shit? Is where I am on this one. Everybody should be using any level of deception to fight back against the government. And I well, think God will forgive you. They'll use any method of coercion they can get their grubby mitts on to right. do this. And I don't think it's um I guess you're saying the violation of principle is that you're submitting to their framework. You're submitting to their rules. Mm -hmm. I guess, but at the same time, you are expressing a sincere conviction of opposition. Yeah. You know, I mean I don't yeah. like the religious objection as we talked about because it's not that I disagree with people who have religious objections. I just don't like the idea that certain personal convictions are legitimate and others aren't. You have to have like some religious qualifier. Well, who cares? Someone sent me, um, I mentioned this, but I've received a lot of these emails from people just forwarding their messages from HR about uh, vaccination mandate stuff. So terms of the vaccine mandates. And one piece of language that I saw, it was for people seeking a religious exemption like that. And, and this HR department said, uh, please understand that if we interpret your reasoning as political or philosophical, your request will be rejected. And it's like, what the hell? What is that? How do a I... religious exemption anyway? A, a philosophical reason is the reason you'd be requesting that. That's so stupid. Yes. So it has to be, I, it has to be religious, not philosophical or political. How do you make those distinctions? And of what value are those distinctions? You're entitled to those personal convictions regardless of the reasoning right right so i get what you're saying but no i i if i was in position if if i had to try to navigate this thing right now that's exactly what i would do i would use all of those tools at my disposal to try to to try to get around this stuff me too me too um let's just do a few more m yelling oh boy with that costume matt's going to get his hit piece now i don't know the ears make it not so racially charged i was wondering it's like how much can i get away with can i can I get like a George Floyd lip kit 
and just throw that on there? <laughs> Probably not. No. no and as not. we talked about seriously at the top of the show, we aimed for accuracy. We aimed we for authenticity. You I think I, I didn't I, want to just paint my face yellow. <laughs> I looked at that picture of her and I was like, mm, I can't do it. I thought about wearing black gloves even, but you know, that's I need old, some dexterity in my hands. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Fat hooligan. Good Lord, Matt, just take my money. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you approve. We've had a good run of costumes on this show. I've liked, uh, yeah. I've liked each and every year. Uh, Laurel says the boy from predictably caught the coup from me at the VA. They tested him for the variant and it's Delta. You can do that. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. We've been extremely ill. We both had the antibody infusion and then we're slowly on the, on the mm. mend. Really? Well, I hope you guys feel better. Yeah, I'm and, sorry to hear uh, that. And, and thank you. Appreciate it. And as always, hope everything is going well, uh, in the new part of the world that you're living. Happy for you guys. I'm, I lost Ro- some of my makeup on the chin here. Must have gone in my beer glass or something. Robotech. <laughs> Matt looks like his costume is post-accident Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That's what like a burned black person looks. It's double blackface. That's really what he's doing. Double blackface. Um, uh, that was not the intent for the record, but uh, I assume the... Uh, I assume the shade was similar. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our actual <laughs> costumes. I'm Rizzo and you're uh, incinerated Kobe Bryant. Yeah. X Lightbringer says great costumes. 10 out of 10. I don't know. These weren't these. These aren't my favorite costumes that we've ever done. I like the I, favorite ever. I really did enjoy last year's. They were simple, but it was fun. Kyle I mean, Rittenhouse. That was fun. Yeah. Rittenhouse and uh, the, the no bicep commie man. Yeah. Then yeah. we had um what were you the year that I was macho ma'am? What did you do? I did Honkler. I was pregnant, oh, so it was yeah. a it was a low remember there was that whole thing of me not being able to find f- pregnancy safe products. Yeah, so I said I to forgot. cover my face in eyeshadow. And it, it was like, like shit. Yeah, it, was it was like all patchy uh, and stuff. Wasn't there talk of you like making an avocado blend to make your face green or something? Oh yeah, like that? I was getting really desperate. Um, because I got this green makeup and then on the back it's like do not use during pregnancy or lactation. I was like, why? Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, we've, we've found a solution. I can't remember um, what we've had before, but it's been a good, I've, I've, I've liked them. I, I don't know where I'd rank these through this years, but I've liked them. That's true. Uh, outlaw too. I thought blonde was Demi Lovato and Matt was cats. Just remember all the Matt and I made love comments are this iteration of Matt. Lots of furry lovers in the chat. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe this would be a more attractive presentation than usual for the right sort of person. <laughs> we should circle back, circle back. Okay. Let me catch up on a couple of chats here. I don't know what's going on on D live uh, guys with the treasure chest. I'm sorry about that, but you know, sometimes those magical things malfunction. So we'll have to leave it as it is, but I appreciate God, you guys over there. What black chicks deal with. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you, but uh, oh, man, no wonder they're all killing each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my wig itches <laughs> uh charles yaus and again it's charles yaus not charles use remember committed to memory uh, i don't know why everyone thinks aoc is so hot if i met her my first impulse would be to woo her with apples and sugar cubes and then try to saddle her up Ugh. sounds about right yeah i don't have a i don't have any kind of horse reference she i can is. make beyond that but really horse faced <laughs> Mike DeWine shit eating grin says so blondes in reverse drag and Matt is dressed up as Lovecraft's cat yeah maybe I'm that cat you know oh, the, yeah. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. cat, the cat that's whose right. name is n-word man that's right that's good I think that's the name of it right <laughs> yeah, that was not the intent 
Long cat is long. Hey, fellow alt writers. Thank you. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, I loved that January insurrection. Lol. Okay, so this is a Fed post. <laughs> I'd love to get a. I'd love to get in on one. If it, if anyone knows any coming up. Lol. We could kidnap a governor or other government official. Lol. Please contact me at tipline at fbi.gov. Sounds like a great opportunity for those of us looking for some sort of yep. new social interaction, new friend. We're I, gonna storm I'm the to, Capitol tomorrow. Fed, I'm Fed, ch- Fed. Check it out. <laughs> Incompetent hand says, to be fair, Jen Psaki has a five foot long tongue because she's a lizard person and uses the same skin suit as Zuck. If we're gonna talk redheads with a nice pair, let's circle back on Christina Hendricks. Sorry, blonde, I'm a fan. She's in Firefly. Her boobs are fake. Hmm. Jen's or Christina Hendricks? Christina Hendricks, it was very disappointing. Hmm. She looks like she has a comically large nat- natural breasts, hmm. but they're fake breasts and she's a natural blonde. Hmm. Who would do that? Yeah, that's that sounds like bad choices. Yeah. Phil says, so long as conservatives attribute the behavior of people like, <laughs> oh, we're getting in trouble here. He's naming names. Janet Yellen and Merrick Garland to stupidity they will lose. These are not stupid people. They are evil and they mean to completely destroy us, but, um, but not before sticking us with the bill. Well, yeah, I, I certainly don't think uh, anybody who thinks someone like Yellen or Garland or anyone for that matter rises to the positions, positions that they have based on incompetence. Well, maybe I want to qualify that statement, too, because government is the one place where you fail upward. But in general. I don't think that the actions they're taking are these people are taking are, are accidental. They do seem particularly uh, egregious and insidious. Anyway, let's uh, uh, you guys, I'm I'm dropping this in the live chat for you haters that are saying that her boobs are real. <laughs> let's she come back Playboy. To, to chat later in the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Okay. Appreciate it. And let's hop back into the news. Speaking of Merrick Garland, there is some Merrick Garland that I want to talk because he uh, was ripped up and down before the Senate Judiciary Committee this week. Mostly he was on blast for that recent memo of his pledging to organize the FBI to investigate alleged domestic terrorist parents at school board meetings in response to, at least in part, the National um, School Board Association letter that was sent to Joe Biden. And there are a lot of clips circulating from Wednesday. I'll spare you the repetition. General summary. um, Senators said something like, uh, hey, is it this? Uh, this isn't a matter of uh, federal law that you're talking about. And also you're chilling constitutionally protected speech of parents. And Garland would typically respond saying uh, my memo is only about investigating threats of violence, never constitutionally protected speech. You can decide for yourself whether you believe him. But on the topic of believing him or not, I wanted to highlight something he said before the House Judiciary Committee last week. There was a similar hearing and he was asked by Jim Jordan If the FBI would be attending local school board meetings, are you going to send the feds to the meeting in my town? And Merrick Garland said definitively at the time, no, we are not going to do that. Will FBI agents be attending local school board meetings? No, FBI agents will not be attending local school board's meetings, and there's nothing in this memo to suggest that. I want to, again, try to be clear. This memo is about violence and threats well, of violence. Well, let me say, there's no way you're going to be treating parents as domestic terrorists, but you got the National Security Division in a press release regarding your memo that day. My memo does not mention the National Security Division's. It's addressed to I didn't the say it did. Division. I said the press release accompanying your memo that day. 
from the Department of Justice. Right here it is. I want to be clear as I can be. This is not about what happens inside school board meetings. It's only about threats of violence. That's not what that's not what it said. They include harassment and other vague and nebulous claims. Yeah. Yeah. That letter was a doozy. And of course, they've apologized or the original letter they've apologized, but that the the National School Board Association. But Merrick Garland was pressed by the Senate, uh, the senators this week as well. Hey, will you apologize for your bullshit? Didn't happen. He did not mm-hmm. retract that F, that pledge to work with the FBI. So he's saying, don't worry, the feds are not going to show up at your school board meeting. Well, if you believe one mom in Fairfax County, the feds showed up at her school board meeting that very night. That was Thursday, the 21st. And she, this is Stacy Langford. You may recall Stacy Langford because she's the mom um, of students in Fairfax County. Uh, She has one student in Fairfax County, this Fairfax County high school. And she recently attended a board meeting to read selections of erotic gay and transgender books that were in the library of the high school. Her kids uh, attend or her one son attends. And if you remember that school board meeting, it's not just the spectacle of her reading the material that's in the library. It's that they cut her mic. Yeah. The school board yeah. members cut her mic for being obscene. They had pleaded with her for decency. And she was reading the books that the school board has made available to the kids in the district. Anyway, so she's she has continued to protest. And she went to the Department of Justice uh, Sunday the 17th. And she says that she went to another Fairfax County school board meeting to protest uh, that night, Thursday, the 21st. So she protests at the Department of Justice on Sunday, the 17th. Merrick Garland testifies before the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday, the 21st. And she protests back in Fairfax County on Thursday, the 21st. That's the timeline here. But she says that when she went to this meeting, they're protesting outside and look who is driving, I guess, driving around the block around the venue. That's what it looks like. Uh, you have specifically federal police. Um, I can't see exactly the cars marked here, but what police force are we looking at? It says federal protective service police marked with Homeland Security in the white car. And she speculates that these other cars driving around it are also unmarked feds. Do we know exactly who these people are? We don't. Uh, She also says that there was a helicopter circling the meeting with a spotlight. I haven't seen photo or video evidence of that, but that is her claim. Now, in fairness, it is suburban D.C. It's immediately adjacent to D.C. It's not uncommon to see federal law enforcement in that part of the country. That said, it's purely coincidental that she's one of the parents that they're keeping an eye on and that is in that area and that she just so happens to be here and just so happens to be at the department of justice a few days prior. And now there's feds driving around the block. Right. Interpret that as you will. Um, but that's, that's what's going on there. We'll see if more of this happens uh, or if Merrick Garland sticks to his promise that the FBI is not going to show up to your, your school. Speaking of the FBI, uh, the fed post that was just in the chat, it's like soon enough, they're going to be baiting you. To go to the school board meeting. They probably already are. Doing yeah. <laughs> Loudoun County. Meanwhile, there's more information because Fairfax County and Loudoun County are immediately adjacent to each other in suburban D.C. And both of these have been at the heart of what has become a national debate or a national fight about the role of the federal government in education and law enforcement. But specifically, um, something that has been a flashpoint in the Virginia governor's election, which we'll get to in a, in a minute as well. So. Uh, these may seem like small local stories. They're 
significant in their own right, but they're massively influential on a national mm-hmm. political scale as well. Loudoun County, uh, we had students walking out of class this week. Apparently, multiple schools. How how many or what? What was the information on these uh, school walkouts? I didn't get a number, but it looks like you know a, a pretty substantial number of students, probably between fifty and a hundred at least. And it was at multiple schools within the district. Um, and some of the kids we're going to watch a clip, but some of the kids were chanting "Loudon County protects rapists." They were shouting other mm. messages. Um, I like it when uh, Gen Z can utilize this me too nonsense, but for the right thing. Hmm. Uh, so this is good. This is the, the good social media presence is, um, is encouraging. And I, I think it is a really bad look for Loudoun County. We should watch that. Clip. Here's some of the footage. It's hard to hear what they're saying, but, but in part they're saying, um, Loudoun County protects rapists. Now they said, a- um, why was he allowed in our school? He was a sex offender. Why didn't anybody tell us about this? And I believe so that must have been the school that the sex offender was transferred to after his initial sexual assault. Or was yep. he transferred after the rape? That's Broad Run High School. So the timeline here and, and that is where the second one happened. Okay. The timeline here is that guy in skirt uh, allegedly. Well, now he's he's convicted or the juvenile court equivalent of a conviction. Um, for the original sexual assault, which was the the daughter of Scott Smith. This is the one that we heard about where got, a male student wearing a skirt sexually assaults. Right, right. The allegation is is uh, forcible sodomy, Forcibly oral sodomy, and yeah. anal. Mm-hmm. Um, so a rape allegation that's now been adjudicated as we'll get to. But that guy, yeah, like you said, he gets that kid gets transferred to another school, which is Broad Run, the one that we just saw. And those are the students out there saying why are you protecting a rapist and bringing a rapist to our school is, is what they're saying. But I, uh, and you know, maybe they, in, before all this, maybe they should have been uh, more judicious with their language and say they protect alleged rapists. But now, I mean, <laughs> I, I had innocent until proven guilty and all that, you know, we had an accusation before now though we have, like I said, the equivalent of a conviction. So uh, on Monday, uh, a Loudoun County judge validated the entire premise behind this this controversy that a young girl was raped in a high school bathroom by a male student attacker wearing a skirt, which is the nature of the controversy here. This uh, Loudoun County Juvenile Court uh, ruled that this uh, this high school student sexually assaulted a schoolmate in a bathroom at Stonebridge High School in May. That's Scott Smith's daughter. And remember, when we back up and and think about the timeline of this controversy, the superintendent knew about it and lied about it at that school board meeting, saying there were no such claims. We're not aware of any bathroom assault claims. And that is why the parents of that girl, Scott Smith, got a little rowdy and got arrested and was later portrayed as the, uh, you know, portrayed as a domestic terrorist parent. Mm -hmm. He's one of the group that uh, the letter that the letter cites. According to the reporting, these two teens had sexually charged conversations. So this is Scott Smith's daughter and the skirt wearing guy who is now convicted of attacking her. Mm -hmm. And they had engaged in consensual relations twice in weeks prior in a bathroom at the school. So to be totally accurate with what had happened here, there was something going on with these two prior. They were meeting in bathrooms and doing things they should not have been doing. Probably. Um, 
However, it's the determination of the judge in the court that that does not mean that that what happened on this particular day, May 28th, was was justified, consensual, any, anything of the sort. So on May 28th, the boy texted the girl and asked her to meet him in the girl's bathroom, and she agreed. However, during that encounter, he forced himself on her without her consent. They have DNA evidence to confirm the incident, or at least that this happened physically, and the boy was charged with forcible sodomy, forcible fellatio. Uh and now or part of part of the the boy's now convicted defense. I'm not even sure I understand this, but he was saying um, that let me get the language exactly right here because I don't want to mischaracterize. But he said that the encounter was an accident. A knee length skirt he was wearing got caught on his wristwatch as the pair were fumbling around in the bathroom stall. I'm not sure how exactly that erases the lack of consent uh or force accusation here but that's and part of the like defense, my, my dick fell into her mouth like what, what, i don't even understand what <laughs> you the know the old here. wristwatch caught on the skirt things happen and then as you mentioned um this same teen boy also faces charges for an incident that happened this month at broad run high school to which he that's the school to which he was transferred by school administration after this original incident uh and there he is also accused of of another sexual assault. And as I so mentioned, was he all, always a skirt wearer or was it for the was it like the pretense to go into this bathroom? Yeah, I wonder. I, I don't know. Like, is he it's been reported that ah, he's gender there's more fluid. to the story. So this was just it's possible that this was just some dude that this chick was banging. It's totally possible that they used that as a pretense for sexual encounters. Does that mean huh. that this was justified in this case? Does that mean? I don't know. But clearly they had encounters in the bathroom prior. There was a skirt element to this. Was it just so he can go in the girl's bathroom? I don't know. But the skirt, the skirt aspect is validated. That was Scott Smith's accusation. Mm-hmm. Guy in skirt attacks my daughter. That is what happened, according to this, according to the defense that was put up. And uh, as I mentioned, we'll get back into uh, the Virginia governor's race here in a minute, because all of this has massive implications for that as well. Education is now ranking among the most important issues to voters in Virginia, specifically because these school boards are uh, effectively giving you the finger. Or if you live in Los Alamitos, California, they they're not giving you the finger. They're saying it out loud. I just thought this was this was pretty funny. It's 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 just as brazen, but in a different sort of of way. Uh, This is outside of Los Angeles. As I mentioned, it's it's Los Alamitos. And and parents there are similarly fed up with mask and vaccine policy. And uh, as far as I understand, critical race theory and some and similar issues that are causing controversy across the country. When a school board member accused parents of being selfish about coronavirus policy, one parent criticized him, which prompted that school board, uh, which prompted the school board president, I guess, not aware that she was on a mic, despite this being a live meeting. But the school board president says, fuck you to the parent. And it's hard to hear. So I'm not just relying on the audio. I'm relying on the school board president now apologizing, apologizing. <laughs> for saying fuck you to a parent. Earlier in the meeting, board member Scott Fayette said this about some of the criticism aimed at him over mask mandates and vaccines. We are coming out of COVID. We're coming out of a once in a lifetime pandemic. And instead of pulling together, there's a group of people that are putting themselves first. Later, after this speaker addressed Fayette directly, that was very Thank rude you. of you to say you. parents are selfish. Someone on an open mic could be heard with what sounded like a profane two-word retort. Yeah. 
Board President Marlis <laughs> Davidson has admitted that she was the one who made that comment and gave us this statement saying, I am deeply sorry for the inappropriate comment that I made in last night's board meeting. We did speak to the parent the comment was directed at, and she said she does not think the apology was sincere. Well, after her true color showed last night, there's no taking that back. She needs to step down. That's why the board members are being recalled is because they're not listening to the parents. Good. Yeah, these people Good. hate you. Yeah. Uh, hate your guts, want to indoctrinate your children, and they think you're standing in the way. Uh, yeah, it seems that that is uh, apparent in recurring situations. Well, I got to get to the story of the weekend. I've been itching to talk about it. But since I wasn't able to cram anything into the hoax hate framework last weekend, I'm absolutely abusing the authority this weekend. It's time for the hoax hate of the week. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America. Everyone saw this happen. Hate crime of the week. Shut up. Just go with it. Ah, shit, it's backwards. (laughs) You think they'll notice? Now, in fairness, it's not a hoax hate crime. There's not really an allegation of crime here. Maybe fraud of some kind. But because it's a hoax built upon a hoax, I'm just giving it credit. Credit where due. Um, polling for Tuesday's governor's election in Virginia is looking better and better for Republican Glenn Youngkin, who is challenging Democratic former governor Terry McAuliffe. And that means what? That means Democrats getting desperate and pulling out every stunt they possibly can. So yesterday, Glenn Youngkin's campaign, uh, the bus was parked at a, uh, a Mexican restaurant, I gather, or a place called Guadalajara, a restaurant called Guadalajara, uh, on East Market Street. This is in Charlottesville. Of course, Charlottesville being the site of the Unite the Right rally. If the Tiki Torch people, James Fields, American hero, James Fields, American right? hero, yep. drives you his Dodge Charger and into the crowd. We all know that event. You know, every time I see a Dodge Charger now that I can only think of him. I know. It's like that is makes me nostalgic about <laughs> Charlottesville. I wasn't uh didn't Moldy Locks get punched at Charlottesville too, or was that a different? No, that no, was I think it that was, was a different. That was California. Yeah, they what event the same was thing. that? That was in like Berkeley or something. I'm confusing. Oh, man, if those anyway, they were. I think they were around the same time frame. 2017, a lot of shit happened. This was one yeah. of them. Yeah. So okay, and of course that was. The, remember, Joe Biden launched his campaign on Charlottesville. That, that was That's the, true. Democrats right. love digging into Charlottesville. So Glenn Youngkin's in Charlottesville, and they seize. So they send four guys and one woman in the full Charlottesville outfit. So the tucked in white collared shirt, the khakis, and of course the tiki torches. And inexplicably, one of them is black. Which I'll get to because the photo is just a great, like, I hope that guy got paid well, whoever he is, (laughs) because the photo is a big price to pay. Uh, But according to the reporter who took these photos... Uh, what happened is the, the Yunkin bus is just parked outside this restaurant and these five people just walk up chanting, we're all in for Glenn. And Glenn Yunkin interviewed on, on Friday yesterday. He speculated that Terry McAuliffe was behind it, but Terry McAuliffe denied all responsibility. In fact, condemned it. He says he has nothing to do with it, but he did say that the only candidate in the race who has embraced white nationalism is Glenn Yunkin. So <laughs> I totally disavow. However, the point they're making is very valid if you didn't if you didn't know. And so the Internet sleuths start digging into who these people are. 
because it, the idea that they're legitimate Charlottesville uh, appreciators, uh, hi- highly unlikely. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, it turns out that they are known Democratic Party operatives and activists. Colleen Wackenfeld, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, that is the lone female. She's a Democrat operative from Arizona now working with Democrats and the McAuliffe campaign. So they have nothing to do with it, but she's been known to work at least in support of the campaign. I don't think she's officially on staff as far as I understand, but she's a pro McAuliffe activist in Virginia. She deleted her Twitter account on Friday. Camden Layton is one of the men. He is a, he is the financial director for young Democrats, the national organization, as far as I understand. Uh, he too deleted his account. On and as you mentioned, there is the one lone black guy, <laughs> no ID as far as I'm aware on who this man is, but he reminds me of the, uh, the Chappelle's... old capital cop treatment. Yeah. Ah, yes. He reminds me of Chappelle's blind white supremacist character. <laughs> That's who he yeah. is. Yeah. I, I hope they compensated you handsomely, sir. Uh, but um, while people were digging into who these people are, the Lincoln Project yesterday just jumps in and says, ah, it's us. You, you got us. It was us. The Lincoln Project, of course, being those pedophiles who hate Trump and claim that they're anti-Trump Republicans, but they actually just support like every Democrat and progressive cause there is. So they did that unprovoked. Nobody had accused them or caught them or anything. They were just like, oh, hey, we did this. As far as I understand, nobody had implicated Mm -hmm. the Lincoln Project, at least in my understanding of the fact pattern here. The Lincoln Project just it was us. They put out a statement. You got us. We did it. And they said, in part, today's demonstration was our way of reminding Virginians what happened in Charlottesville four years ago and the Republican Party's embrace of those values and Glenn Youngkin's failure to condemn it. And then Lincoln Project advisor Stuart Stevens appears with Chris Cuomo on CNN last night to defend the stunt. Some people showed up at a Youngkin event posing as Charlottesville protesters, a group you're with, the Lincoln Project, owned that it was them, that they posed this way because they wanted people to remember. You're getting crushed by people on the right uh, as a dirty tactic. Do you stand behind what was done and is that being what you guys say you oppose? Every day uh, I hear people pleading with the Lincoln Project to help show Democrats how to win, how to play hardball. This is an example. The, the question what? here is, it's not about some guys who showed up at a rally. It's why hasn't Glenn Youngkin denounced Donald Trump for saying that there were good people on both sides? Because that's not what he said. I can't debunk this anymore. Also, who cares? And I don't know. You think they're, this is some CYA stuff or did they really intend to do this? Because this is lame boomer nonsense. Uh. Wh- Dude, at this point, I think, and I saw, um, is it Robbie Suave at Reason or, or I'm mispronouncing his last name probably, but I saw him speculating. I wish I had the tweet. He was saying, uh, is Lincoln Project just like the ISIS of progressive politics? They just see something happen and they walk out and they claim responsibility, whether they did it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it Maybe. does seem that way. Like there's more to this too. I, I have some serious suspicion that the Lincoln Project actually did this. It just seems like they maybe they're, they're the just people. the fall guys, though. That's right. They're already the yeah. pedophiles, you know? Yeah, you can't defame them anymore. And plus, as we'll see, it it enables the creation of a media narrative that, oh, it's it's uh, it's conscientious Republicans who are behind this. That's who's behind it. So, OK, um, 
as far as it not being clear that the Lincoln Project actually did this, we know, obviously, two of the people that have been identified, and perhaps there are more as of now, but we know at least two, um, they're Democratic operatives. They have no formal role with the Lincoln Project, as far as I'm aware. And um, it, it, w- it would make sense that this is kind of opportunistic responsibility taking. So here's another wrinkle. Uh, uh, Lauren Windsor is a progressive activist who is also a communications consultant for the Lincoln project by her own description. When the initial story broke, she tweeted that original reporters tweet that had the picture, the reporter for local media, NBC, uh, who was on the scene and, and put out that original photo. She retweets that reporter with just shocked face emojis. Wow. What a story. Can you guys believe this? Charlottesville has been revived. Then four and a half hours later, okay, this is at least my time, 11.52 a.m. She's shocked. By 4.21, she's tweeting, in my capacity as a communications consultant, I worked with the Lincoln Project to coordinate today's Yunkin action in Charlottesville. I joined them in the fight to defend our democracy from right-wing extremists, and I call for Glenn Yunkin to denounce mm. Trump's very fine people coming. So... I see two ways to interpret that. One is she's just totally dishonest and she was trying to amplify the story, acting like she was shocked, even though she coordinated it or sarcastic emojis. She was unaware prior. And then someone, there was a decision at Lincoln project. Oh, we're taking responsibility for this. And then she's like, okay, yeah, I was, I coordinated it. Uh, That's true. She also could have um, just have been pretending to be surprised. It's yeah, I suppose. But that's dishonest, though, because if you're putting it out there, oh, I'm shocked. But you also coordinated the entire stunt. I can see either being true, but I I certainly think it's possible that it was just strategically decided that the Lincoln Project was going to be the fall person. And um, uh, another reason that that might possibly be the case is because it creates uh, what it creates. This media narrative. So Reuters, local media, several people went with the line group of anti-Trump Republicans was behind Tiki torches in Virginia campaign. So what do they get? They get the implicit association of Glenn Youngkin with Charlottesville and Trump. Never mind that. Number one, Glenn Youngkin had nothing to do with Charlottesville, was not there, never talked about Charlottesville. Also, I mean, you mentioned it. The Trump quote. Do, do we really need to debunk it again? It's it's a lie built on a lie. The people are fake yeah. and they're there on a false premise. The premise being that Trump said those Tiki Torch guys are very fine people. Now, whatever you think about the Tiki Torch people or Trump, Trump said, uh, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis or the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. That was part of the quote. They just erased that. Weak. So you're you're <laughs> you're building lies on top of lies. Yeah. And that, so you get to put that out there and you you know that that's kind of a liability because it's dirty politics and it's lies. But then you deflect the responsibility for it. Oh, it was just just uh, anti-Trump Republicans. That's who did it. Yep. I, I think there's some design here. I really do. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, it seemed like it was hoax hate when I first uh was reading the story but now I'm, I'm kind of on your side seems more calculated than that my other question for whoever designed this did they intend for it to be perceived as legitimate did they intend for people to believe that they were actual charlottesville we love glenn youngkin people or was it supposed to be an obvious spoof because the way it's if, presented it's like uh, but including a black guy th- throws a wrench into this whole thing i i cannot okay. make heads or tails out of that because if they intended for it to be perceived as authentic they would never do that right 
I suppose that's that would be a really odd strategic decision if they wanted it to come off as authentic. So they, right. they probably so, just didn't. They probably just wanted to make the association in people's minds Charlottesville Youngkin and then deny any responsibility for mm. making that association. OK. Yeah. OK. That's the most likely. This was confounding. Hmm. <laughs> well, the election. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah, by the way, we're, we might uh, we're not even in the clear. Because as the elections Tuesday this weekend, there's a there's an ISIS terror threat for malls and shopping centers in Virginia. So, you know, who knows what sort of false flags might be in play or real flags? Because I don't Jack think P- ISIS gives a shit about our malls. Well, Jack Posobiec is is saying that he has sources telling him that the ISIS threat malls and shopping centers are under threat, supposedly connected to ISIS. That's the police notification. He's saying that this ISIS threat is related to Afghan refugees. That's what his sources are telling. This me. all sounds like bullshit to me. Who knows? But I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a stunt or two in the works coming before Tuesday. There might've been a stunt or two already done while we've been on air for the last uh, hour and a yeah, half. Really? But uh, as far as the polls, man, um, there have been a few outlier polls that have put Yunkin as high as plus eight ahead, which would be an unbelievable upset. I'm not inclined to believe one poll, but even when you look at aggregated polling, both 538 and Real Clear Politics now have Yunkin leading by 0.6%. So the question is, um, how fortified will this election be? But if, if this upset is pulled off, it's, you know, it's not just Virginia. This is going to... This is going to spook moderate Democrats working on Joe Biden's insane spending plan right now. This is going to have implications for how they run in the congressional elections next year. Uh, Whatever happens on Tuesday is is uh, far more. It's more far reaching politically than just uh, within Virginia. So something to keep an eye on. In addition to the Rittenhouse trial, it's going to be a very entertaining, interesting week. And Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Not till the end of the month, though. Oh, really? Wait, 29th. 29th 29th okay you have anything else to say about these uh these very fine people nothing i'm good okay well it's uh then it's movie review time before we get out of here in a world of movie references flying over his head one man will finally watch them this is the matt and blonde show movie review Well, this week's movie is the much-adored Mel Gibson-directed 2016 World War II drama Hacksaw Ridge, based on the true story of Desmond Doss, a Seventh-day Adventist who wanted to serve the war effort but refused to handle or shoot firearms based on religious or moral objections. Of course, he then saved an estimated 75 men on Okinawa and uh, won the Medal of Honor. And we don't have nominator commentary this week because this was yet another randomly selected top rated IMDb selection after listeners voted for the wild card, which turned out to be Hacksaw Ridge. So uh, your thoughts, Um, you know, I'm always when I saw that we were watching a World War Two movie, I was like, oh, no. And then I saw it was directed by Mel Gibson and I was like, oh, thank God. So I, I just knew I wasn't going to be duped in any propaganda. I, I loved this. I would give it a, I'll start with my rating four out of five wikis. Okay. Um, I, the good, uh, I think it was a testament to the power of a belief system, hmm. um, and how a belief in God can inspire you. And through God, you can, you can truly accomplish superhuman things. I love that. It was, it was so touching to me. I actually cried. 
What part? Um, when he uh, came down from the ridge before he had to go up the last time and okay. the reception that he got by all of the other soldiers yeah. after he had been, you know, totally <laughs> belittled by them uh, yeah. in, in the prior days. But um, yeah, I really liked it. The cinematography was excellent. Uh, my criticism as are all of my criticisms for every movie I watch this, it was just way too long, hmm. two hours and 20 minutes. It was just too long. Um, and then Dawes's sense of morality. It, it was somewhat incoherent to me. It was like, he was benefiting from the violence of other people. Like he won't draw yeah. a gun, but he'll go under the cover of somebody else's fire. And they're just like destroying the Japanese. And he's like, he'll go under the cover of somebody else and they're fired, but he won't. I'm like, that's the fucking same thing, man. I was it's wondering just, that about kicking the grenade back at them. Is that yeah. self-defense or does, or yeah. does that count as offensive? Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, Andrew Garfield's accent was uh, distracting and, hmm terrible i think he's british uh and also although i am a fan of just gratuitous violence in film i thought that it was kind of a bit much it was wow it was it was it felt a little a little unedited to me hmm. all in all i really liked it um fantastic four out of five well we are in pretty close agreement i actually i'll spoil i like it more than you do you got but, a five out of five for Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Maybe that's a roundup from a four or five, like four and a half. Good. But um, and, uh, as far as what I love here, this uh, number one theme of this show, principles versus practicality. And that's really yeah. what this movie portrayed. Uh, the scene with, uh, I forget the exact character, but one of his commanders, I don't give a rat's ass about your principles because the Japs don't. That was... That was a quote that really stuck in my mind. And of course, this movie was kind of like watching out, uh, watching the, the the intellectual discussion we have with our audience on this show play out in a in a war theater, in a war setting. And what I realized watching this, because obviously, if you've listened to this show, you know, I come down heavily on the principal side of this sort of thing. But this really presented that debate as more of a yin and yang type arrangement, a complementary puzzle piece sort of arrangement between those two things as admirable as I think DOS is. If your army is nothing but DOSs, you lose the Japanese just stab you with their bayonets and they laugh in your face. Yeah. yeah. On the other side, as proficient of killers as the, the rest of that army unit might be. Um, if they don't have the moral guidance or the moral um, inspiration that DOS represents, they're they're a less strong version of themselves. They're more inclined to give up. They might be more inclined to abuse their enemy. And so it, what I loved about this was it was a combination of men who are capable and strong enough to do what is necessary, led by a moral conscience and a moral truth to keep them from straying into the areas of the evil that they fight. And right. I, I really loved that because it, uh, it just makes me think about, it. you know, I, I will stick with team principle as long as I can. But team principle does get you dead on that Pacific Island if you're not capable of doing things that are necessary sometimes. That's so true. I, love that. I couldn't stop thinking about uh, 
about these these wartime heroes of, of yesteryear, if they could look at the country as it is now, would they just lay down their arms in World War II? Would they just be like, uh, communists what take over it? the country anyway? And so, what was it? I always hate that reference when people talk about that with masks and vaccines. They say, look at the sacrifice of prior generations. You can't even wear a mask or get a vaccine. What would they think of you? And I'm thinking, what would they think of you? You know, yeah, the, the, exactly. one piece of encouragement from this movie is, It's like, yeah, I think things are kind of bad right now. Yeah, I'm not not that optimistic for the next uh, five to ten years of the immediate future. However, I am not trying to advance on Okinawa. So things aren't really that bad. Right. Um, Right. I I think the exact opposite. I think these guys would look at us like gigantic pussies because we are. Exactly. They they definitely would. Yeah. um, Another Um, thing I loved, and I I, I gather you appreciated the character of Dorothy Doss. Um. And I know you were wondering, do you get any, you were asking me, do you get, we get to see anything in this arrangement? It didn't happen. A didn't. real smoke show, this chick. <laughs> I just hate it when they, they cast a lead woman and it's some like dumpy hag. Yeah. Like they really did it right. Classic beauty. That chick. I loved the wholesomeness of their relationship. And yeah. I say that with acknowledgement that pretty much all the details of how they met and how they got married were fictionalized. Um, oh, they, really? Yeah, she wasn't a nurse when they met. She didn't become a nurse until later because Doss was disabled and they needed the income. They were married before he ever joined the army. There was not this. She like, was hymns. super homely, too. There, there was. Yeah, there, all of that stuff was fictionalized. But but the presentation of kind of a, a humble young man seeing what he wants and going for it persistently, respectfully and her even though she loves him, she still holds him to a very high standard. You didn't ask me to kiss me, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and she holds herself to a height that's worth pursuing. It's right. like, man, we need that arrangement back in society. We need women who are worth pursuing and men who are up to the task of pursuing them for the purpose of marriage. I love yep. that story. It was, yeah. it was, it was great. Even though it's I five out of five hmm. backstory went on a little long uh, as I'll get to, but I love that piece. Um, I'll I'll be quick with these other two things I liked. Uh, the war you mentioned how like how insanely violent it is. A jump scare that you know is coming but still gets you. Still I will gets always you. credit. Yeah. When they're first advancing, as they get up to the top of the ridge and they're going through all those rat infested foxholes, and that guy, like like zombie man, still alive, pops yeah. up screaming, and his skull just gets blown out under the other guy's face, and then that guy gets shot up. Yeah. yeah. That ooh man, like that. Every once in a while, a movie scene will kind of stick in my mind. The imagery that one that one did it. If if movie violence bothers you, this one is a little rough. I liked it, but I could see how not everyone would. It was rough. What were some other ones? Uh, I mean, they're the all Japanese kinds. guy de- decapitation scene was. Oh yeah, was pretty rough. Yeah. Um, I I did like that they included all this stuff about uh, you know the, the 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 false surrender that they did. They were a ruthless enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the details that matter as far as what he did on the actual Island, it's largely accurate. I was watching this movie. I never like to spoil my perception by researching it beforehand. I thought, okay, like what he probably saved a couple guys, you know, maybe he's 75 guys and he didn't have enough rope. Like, and a lot of the specific encounters they show are largely accurate. You can read his medal of honor citation. There's a fact by fact breakdown. I put in the review. If you want to know. A lot of the details. I won't go through all that for the purposes of time, but uh, it is is linked in the review if you'd like to read that. Things I didn't like or wasn't necessarily a fan of. It was hard for me to take Vince Vaughn seriously. And that's not even. Oh, come on. He was so funny. I gather his character was kind of it was supposed to be kind of funny in this movie. Um, But he's just a forever comedy guy to me. And that was I would say he was bad. 
it's just it was hard to take him as seriously as he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a pretty ticky tack complaint. And the other thing is I would I would trade away some of the backstory for more battle scenes. The movie breaks down oh, almost not evenly. enough battle scenes was your problem. Well, God. here's my reasoning. The movie's about half and half backstory and actual battle scenes. And they take a lot of creative liberties in the backstory. Like another example is he was never court-martialed and his dad didn't do this stunt of getting this. His dad did talk to army leadership about getting them to go easier on Desmond Doss, but there was never this court-martial scene where his dad saves the day. And that was all bullshit. So they took between the relationship with Dorothy and the handling of the matter with the army during the training. That was mostly all bullshit. Um, and, and there's stuff that Doss did on the Island that actually wasn't fully portrayed. For example, he was one of three guys that put up the cargo net to get up there. They could have showed something like that. He actually, there's the scene where he ta- he gets grazed by that sniper round while he's trying to save Vince Vaughn. Right, right, yeah. He actually did take a sniper round in the arm, shattering his arm, and Mel Gibson chose to omit that because Why? he was worried. He, according to Mel Gibson, he thought it would that that much abuse of DOS would be hard for the viewer to believe, even though it's true. So... My point is they really embellished the backstory and they actually kind of downplayed his battlefield heroics. I would trade more accuracy in the battlefield heroics for less of the backstory bullshit if I could. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I'm inclined to agree then. But it is a, uh, those are pretty small um, points of dispute with a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed as both a telling of American history I wasn't familiar with and an examination of moral philosophy. So, it is a uh, it's a five wiki for me. We love you. You're very special. And as far as the audience rating, early vote so far, only about 50 votes in, but uh, strong five wiki showing 67 percent of voters so far giving it a five wiki and no one having the audacity to give it a one because everyone like loves Mel Gibson. Hmm. And I actually Andrew. liked Andrew Garfield in this role too. I, Ugh, I, he's I so didn't... faggy. But you know that dude's a faggot, right? <laughs> oh well, that changes everything. One wiki, it is. All right. <laughs> but the Doss uh, as an individual was kind of effeminate, and he had like effeminate he was affectations. Kind of string beanie like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was fine so. with with. But uh, Andrew McGuire, um, what's his name? Andrew. Oh, yeah. Something, some. I want to call him Toby Maguire, who's another faggy actor, but Andrew, <laughs> whatever. He was dating Emma Stone for like years, and then he was like, I don't know. I'm gay. And then they broke up. Emma Stone turned someone gay? No, he was always gay. Oh. She didn't turn anybody gay. Okay. He just was like, maybe uh, my penis will work because of this pristine vagina. And he still was like, no, I, I like dudes. Bottles. And those eyes, man, they're five miles apart. So far apart. Yeah. <laughs> you must think she's a real fox. Uh, sure, Emma Stone is attractive, but that's that's all I can say. And she's not as attractive as my wife. That is the number one thing I'll say. <laughs> Important. Uh, Fight Club is the next movie. Because we did, uh, thanks Andrew to Garfield. listener Mad Murdoch, we appreciate your nominations. It was, The Goonies was edged out barely okay. once again. So The Goonies off the list. Fight Club is the random selection for next week. Duh. which I'm glad I get to watch. It's a movie I should watch, even if you're not a fan. And then we do have a refreshed list of nominations for November. This time it comes from listener Whiskey Noodle. I see some movies that I want to see on here, but I don't want to bias the vote. Nominations are The Lost Boys, Escape from New York, Short Circuit, Tombstone, Heat, A Scanner Darkly, 
Starship Troopers, and Demolition Man. Ooh, I want to see Demolition Man. Vote for that. <laughs> Demol- the vote, we have uh, 120-some votes in early today. And it's very evenly split. Starship Troopers with uh, oh, I lo- 20% I love of the Starship vote. Troopers. Okay. Then Demolition Man at 19.5, Short Circuit at 13.8. So very even split. Uh, we shall see which movies we get to watch in November here. And as a reminder, uh, if you would like to read my movie review, comment on how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, like Mad Murdoch or Whiskey Noodle. The one and only place to do that is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. And that'll do it. That's a Halloween show. Let's catch up with chat. Skip Mayfield, Matt's a furry. Ha ha ha. What Matt does on his own time with his fangs and his blackface is his own business. Well, I was wondering, because in the past I have simply raffled out. I've done a random selection. If people want the costume I wear, I just send it to them in the mail. But this one might be abused. Yeah. Um, Well, I didn't last year because that wasn't really a costume. It was just a wound and and the paramedic hat and a black T-shirt. You should have severed your arm and sent it to somebody, obviously. Uh, But uh, but this year I I would send the bat costume to somebody if they want it. However, I don't want it as part of some degenerate furry exhibition. Mm. Don't let people on Discord know. (laughs) Matt. Janiga says, I don't donate often, but I must say Matt has some balls on him to dress up as a jogger for this Halloween stream. He Thank does. you. I appreciate it. Aiming big for bat uh, balls. We'll see if media matters has the courage to put this one up on their site. Eyes on the right is up my butthole again. They're Who's like that? working on some piece about North Idaho or something or other. Oh, you're implicated. Uh, they're trying to stick the feds on you up there or what? Yeah, yeah it's fine. You know, the thing about uh, ruining your life by saying whatever you want on the Internet is that I can never be um, blackmailed in person because of all the horrible stuff I've already said in public. <laughs> there like, are what benefits. am I going to say? Like, yeah, what am I going to say office? in my private life? Yeah, you can't run for office, but it is hard to uh, it's hard to get damning material because the worst stuff that we've ever said is just right on out the there. stream. Yeah. So like they get me in a hot mic moment where I say like N word faggot. I'd be hailed as a local hero. <laughs> uh, Back in the uh, day, that was Donald Glover's funniest comedy bit. The spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he canceled for that one? I it know. It still is hilarious. Um, a Denigan. Matt looks like he needs a soap. That soap subscription. Also got to <laughs> yeah. go to Hacksaw Ridge last year. Very sobering place to visit. Yeah, I'm sure that is cool to visit. I bet. Yeah. And we'll see. I, I'm told this stuff scrubs right off your face. It is kind of chipping away on me right now. So maybe I'm showering after this, obviously. Hopefully Mm -hmm. I don't look like a total jackass tomorrow. See, not a furry confirmed. Yeah. Um, Margie says, happy Halloween, baby costumes. I have not. I'm not going to dress up with a baby, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, is that bad? I probably should take advantage every year. I have the advantage of having a very simple costume, which is just a onesie that he would wear anyway. Uh, But I, I probably wouldn't go too intricate on a. I wouldn't make him uncomfortable with a costume. That's probably not not good. So I, I can't your say own that amusement. I, What's the point of parenting if you can't do that? My dog is totally different. He is going to wear a hat that he can't stand. And uh, <laughs> that's it's fine to abuse my animal with a costume. It's not my child. <laughs> Knuckle hungry buck. Sticks and stones will break your bones because your words have hurt me. Nursery rhyme brought to you by Twix. Oh, uh, yeah. Soon enough. Yeah internet guy my brother killed himself if you could um say hello 
to Josh. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. And uh, hello to Josh. Um, you know, Yikes, I'm sorry to hear that, man. If, As I'll say to anybody who, you know, I mean, both we're open on it. We both have connections to suicide. Um, and I will say, you know, uh, for anybody that has had any sort of experience with it, if it's helpful to have communication with somebody who also unfortunately knows that situation, you can send me an email anytime. And uh, I'm very sorry to hear it. I hope all the best for your family. And I hope that you're able to find uh, peace and purpose uh, after this. And so thank you for supporting the show and all the best to your family. Um, He also said, and blonde is melting my heart with this low budget goth thing. It was a, a misguided attempt at Asian face. I don't know what else I could do here. I I was, I I thought you were going to go like full buck teeth and everything, but uh, I wish I would have done that. (laughs) I thought we were going to get in big trouble. And then you came on. I was like, Oh, Anything, Where I'm do the you one find a buck tooth Asian costume? Uh, I don't know. You might just have to take actual chiclets and glue them to your teeth. Should have done it. The thing about her yeah. is that she's not like super chinky. Uh, not like that. Not like that in and out reporter. Not aggressively Asian, <laughs> you know. She looks like a yeah. standard Chinese woman. Um, Esoterica Unbound. Uh, just when I thought blonde couldn't get any hotter, the contrast makes her look more like a porcelain doll. She may have to change her gnome de guerre. Matt has looked better. I would hope. I would hope that I've looked better than this, but I no blonde is. I put that wig on. My husband goes, ah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I know I need to have blonde hair. Um, thank you for that though. Gentlemen activists. Do we refer to blonde as black tonight? Can we take Matt's costume to mean he's considering a run for governor of Virginia or more geographically accurate PM of Canada? Yes, it is blackface. Yeah, maybe. I guess we forgot about those jokes. But I, I would got to. I, I have to think that if I entered the race, I'm the front runner to defeat both Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin. Should I decide to do so? <laughs> ben Smith, why do we live in actual idiocracy? Don't worry, scrote. There's plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. Merrick Garland was tarted once. He's an AG now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I love that movie. The Jeffrey O'Neill. I'm very disappointed Matt didn't go with the full Black hands, Matt. Blonde gives me a Princess Leia vibe. Was good to have friends over as Dictator Dan slightly released his grip in Melbourne. Well, that's great to hear. And thank you guys (sighs) for sending the photo. Um, I I forgot about that. Justin Trudeau did the hand thing, didn't he? He He, did. He painted his hands. He blacked his hands. Oh, yeah. He blacked his hands good. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Boogeyman nine one seven. Happy Halloween, you spooks! I can say that, right? I guess you're the spook, Simon <laughs> Racecheck. Uh, leftist once told me to eat insects because they're rich in protein. I said, "Okay, you first. Let's see how much meat I can get out of this fly, and you can eat it." Zip. Yeah, I I, I saw a lot of good tweets about that, like Mark Zuckerberg's future wearing the goggles and scooping bug paste into your mouth, Ugh. while we all live pretend awesome lives. Yeah, really. Can't wait. Uh, it sounds terrible. Uh, incompetent hands. Thirty. When I dressed up today as an obese black man at a food court and showed people adult content on my tablet, that wasn't a false flag. That was a counter protest <laughs> and a painful reminder. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, any? Um, hold on, hold on. Any Daryl Lamont Jenkins reference? It's a rim shot for me. And uh, if people aren't aware, yes, that is a reference to. Uh, <laughs> Far right watchman Daryl Lamont Jenkins pledging to expose uh, James O'Keefe at a food court years ago, but accidentally showing the reporters what was supposed to be damaging information on O'Keefe turned out to be white chick porn. Ooh, poor Daryl. 
Yeah, I knew he was into white chicks. Rob Dalton, uh, get ready for this ring because Trump was doing the tomahawk chop at the Braves Astros game. Go Braves chop. Did he? Was that tonight? Really? I know they were doing it earlier. And uh, the funny thing, I, I know you don't care about baseball or sports, so I'll be quick. But do you remember over the summer? Uh, the the All-Star Game, Major League Baseball's All-Star Game was pulled out of Atlanta because of their voting laws. Hmm. And now the Braves made it to the World Series. So the MLB has been put in the awkward position of having, is it three or four? I forget. At least three World Series games in Atlanta. When no more than a few months ago, they said it was too, I guess, racist in its voting laws to have uh, a national baseball game there. None of this sounds familiar. No, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Well, the MLB, they look really silly is the point. It's not too racist oh, no. anymore, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. but the thing he's talking about is the Braves, they do the Indian, the tomahawk chop. And that is controversial because it's racist also. Uh, and I guess Trump did the tomahawk chop. Hmm. Well, well, good for him. Doesn't seem uh, very uh, controversial to me. Daniel Kunkel, um, my local shooting range had a Halloween theme going today and we're having a drawing for a free rifle. If you could hit a zombie target with a nine millimeter they provided, I can always use more zombie repellent. That sounds really fun. Well, yeah, I hope you win. Um, that's yeah, that sounds really cool. Any I, anytime <laughs> there's a gun raffle, I'm such a sucker for those things, too. It's like when we were in Deadwood over the 4th of July, there was some church that's so like gun raffle get this cool stupid 22 that nobody even cares about it's like normally i would never buy that gun but it's a raffle so i'm in. i gotta have it (laughs) i did not win no i did not win that 22 lever action in deadwood but it would have been cool to say like oh i got i scored a a free gun in deadwood didn't happen muris micmac i don't know who they are but rumor has it there's a group of people in the eastern mediterranean that has more money and influence than average (laughs) Mm. we'll have to look into it who is he talking about um steamroller 1323 um icurn in arizona matt while some are leaving due to the mandate most are leaving due to money they make three to ten thousand a week also companies sent us to a super biased survey about the vax i thought that was going to say based Mm. and i was excited uh wording and canned answers treat unvax as uneducated yeah i bet and of course they're probably um uh complementary problems too it's like why uh, to be a travel nurse or to get a more lucrative job elsewhere as you're describing it's like why are those job openings available too why yeah. is that paying so much it's because there's vacancies and and um job openings elsewhere that they can't fill so right. i'm sure these things work kind of in combination with each other as well and um and thank you for the info mojack 420 uh matt is that your george floyd costume we already covered that joke no it is not and you can see i did not i did not take any liberties no liberties taken at all this is strictly bad um link to the future kyle's on trial not anyone else kyle must be presumed innocent during the trial not those that were rioting looting etc that's true yeah that's a good way to phrase it and i think that's what the judge is getting at Zach says it was a movie set. Cameras were definitely rolling. Will we ever see the recording or have those been scrubbed? Would be interesting to see some context. I was under the impression that cameras were not cameras are not always rolling on a movie set. Don't know. Seems like a tremendous waste of resources and energy. Probably. I would, I would assume, but I don't know. Um, Um, who knows? It's the sort of thing where maybe there's just a security camera set up too. There's a lot of valuable assets on a movie set. Knuckle hunky buck. Blonde just asked why they would need more than one accidental discharge on set. After this accident, they're going to start keeping multiple spare ADs and directors handy on Alec Baldwin sets. Probably. Uh, Ramium says, I once had an accidental discharge on a movie set. 
Jenna Jameson said cut. <laughs> you know, Jenna Jameson. Um, Based. Yeah, she's she's kind of come around in her. Well, I don't know what her political positions were prior, but she has. Uh, well, I, it's Let's put it this way. You can get decent political wisdom on Twitter from Jenna Jameson. That's what kind of clown world we live yeah, in. Yeah, totally. Yeah um skip mayfield alec baldwin is the reason we can't have common sense alec baldwin control i know one can dream yeah that would have solved a lot of problems on that set yeah t jeff says rakita law does a good breakdown on the rittenhouse hearing love you guys cool maybe i'll check it yeah. out this week this is fascinating yeah. i've heard uh i've heard good things about the channel so and and thank you for uh supporting we love the show you as well. you're very special Polaris 589 alec baldwin shoot someone alec baldwin why would the NRA do this? Yeah. <laughs> Tribe 84. Has anyone asked Baldwin, who was a producer, why they hired such an obviously inexperienced person for the job? <laughs> Has anybody asked that? Well, he if you watch the full it's something like five minutes of this video clip of him on the roadside, he says up front, I've been told by the sheriff's department, I can't say anything about the investigation, so I won't say anything. And then he goes on for about five minutes saying lots of things. But it seems to me that if it's a question he wants to answer, he'll opine. If it's a question he doesn't want to answer, well, that's that's barred by his legal team and by the yeah. sheriff's department in Santa Fe. So I I would speculate he probably is not going to answer that question anytime soon. Um, but that's certainly a question that should be answered. Definitely. A skeptical faith. Helena was planning to do a documentary on pedophilia in Hollywood next. Weird accidents mm. happen to people that do that. Kind of like knowing negative info about the Clintons. Is that true? I hadn't seen that, but I could uh, I could believe it. Oh my God. A bomb dropped on me. Matt looks like he hasn't uh, fully loaded in yet. Blonde looks like a hot Demi Lovato. What is this Demi Lovato reference? I don't know. You know, she's, also... a, she's a fat dyke, you guys. Wait, fully loaded in. What does that even mean? I don't know that one either. I'm sorry. I missed the joke. Uh, I'll take it as a compliment. Because, because this is coming. Yeah, I know. Place. It's like chipping away. Um, Colonel Whatever. Failure whatever in 2021 mexican mercenary kyle rittenhouse was asked what it felt like to take a human life i wouldn't know i've only ever killed communists <laughs> it's a bright future for that young man clint s thanks for the thoughtful answer bonus points for seeing matt give a reasoned reply while looking at uh po like post coke rager rick james some levity in dark times very appreciated that's that's kind of true you know i there is I didn't I never know how this is going to go because it's like, all right, it's time to dress up like a total jackass and go on the yeah. Internet and try to speak at least somewhat seriously. That is a uh, a very bizarre experience. So thank you. Maybe for this will it. be it would be so funny if this was your hit piece. I don't know how I I would love that because I don't know how I'm dressed up as a bat. There is no racial implication to this whatsoever. Interesting. I'd love to see them dry, but they. But won't. it's still blackface. It's bat face. <laughs> that's not even debatable as but far by as I'm literal concerned. you know literal interpretation only it is blackface well then they shouldn't sell black face paint which uh, that means spirit halloween is in on the offense yeah here. where are your giant buck asian teeth spirit halloween if you're selling <laughs> black face paint we were uh, we loved we were looking at all the you know they have like the wigs and the costume sets on the wall but for legal reasons they can't call them the celebrities that they're supposed to be so we were going through trying to recognize him. Look, it's not Guy Fieri. Oh, look, that's not Slash. You know, oh, look, <laughs> yeah. that's not uh, whatever celebrity. They have them all. Yeah. It's like, that's not Justin Timberlake. That's not all these people. And uh, it's always called like in the case of uh, Guy Fieri, it's like 
eccentric chef or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Has Guy Fieri got... been to any um any Bozeman restaurants? I don't think so. Oh, he's Why, got does like he come around to your neck of the woods? Yeah, and then they mm. do this mural on the side of restaurants that he's reviewed. Oh, no. I think I'm not Guy Fieri is uh insufferable, but I don't know much about his career. So Pep say. says AOC's mouth is only good for one thing and it isn't talking. Change my mind. YouTube is censoring the crap out of me. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All the best to you and your family as well. Inari, the Kitsune. Matt, your blackface is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. See, this is not mockery. Uh-huh, this uh-huh. is a celebration. He also said for gunsmithing news, I'm nearly done with my full upgrade of my Rock Island 1911 GI. Beaver mm. tail, safety skeleton hammer, match threaded barrel, ultralight trigger, extended slide latch, and thumb safety beveled magwell and full length guide rod. Is there any other? Thank you for uh, supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Sucking and, at. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Well, the thing about 1911s, 1911s, uh, like when you think of like the gun that uh, GIs carried in World War II, the sidearm, like that big 45 1911. That's what he's talking about. And I love those guns. I think they're among the prettiest handguns ever created. And there's so much hate for them because that's uh, the joke is that that's what every boomer has at the range. And all they do is jam peanut butter and jam. That's all you get. Peanut butter and, <laughs> and jelly jam with your 1911. But uh, no, I'm glad to see a little bit of 1911 enthusiasm, even if all the Glock, all the Glock guys will hate you for it. Um, but I don't, I don't know anything about either. guns, but I do hear people shitting on 1911s all the time. Uh, I think I think it's objectively fair to say that for carry purposes, the 1911 is outdated, but people still do carry them. They're they're heavy. They don't have the same capacity. Generally speaking, the original design, not a lot of people want to carry 45. You can get them in different yeah. calibers. But um, but just the the as far as the aesthetics of the gun prettiest guns prettiest handguns ever made in my opinion uh which is why i made the mistake of buying a 1911 style gun to carry for the first time and i was like wait this weighs like and then you realize oh wait this weighs like two to three times as much yeah. as a glock would or glock, any other polymer yeah. frame gun yeah so i get you man like to have a, a nice showpiece and some and for some range fun i i'm not uh dumping on 1911s man that sounds like a cool gun the sucking at says, would you guys consider having a YouTuber like critical drinker make a movie list for you? We're, we're still hammering out what we're doing right now with the movie list thing. I'm just not in any, like, we're not going to change it until we figure out what works with what we've got going on. Until we negotiate a cooperative agreement with red letter media, right? Then... Oh, oh, if red letter media wanted to do something <laughs> like this, uh, yeah, uh, I'd be all over it. That would be fun. I mean, I'm I'm not saying never. It's like I, I do agree that I want to kind of let formats breathe a minute so that we can figure out how they work. But like if, if we could expand it into an arena where there are people who are more movie oriented and some kind of cooperation in that way, I'd, I'd be open to it. My brother. Um, and we're well, he's the faggot. expert in everything. He's an he's a, a, <laughs> truly an expert in film, although it pains me ah. to say so. Uh, you say it's bat face, but it's obvious this is only your next and to be fair, your greatest effort to get that coveted hit piece. <laughs> Good luck. Not blackface bat. He also said, <laughs> thank you. Calling the dead pedos victims implies it was not self-defense. Calling them rioters and arsonists implies motive to kill and not self-defense. This is normal. Yeah. In self-defense cases. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um <laughs> And and actually, like to to be perfectly honest about this, to me, last year's costume, at least that I did, more offensive 
than this by any objective measure in my mind at least that's a specific guy who had a specific thing happen to like specific arm wound on a specific dude this is just a yeah. face of a certain color that is the color of that animal i don't really get how gone this could as really the dumpster me. defenders one year that would have been hard <sighs> what kind of fat suit would we have to put on for that yeah it'd be hard angry yeah. napoleon every day i hear people pleading with the lincoln project to stop graping children <laughs> <laughs> liberative digging the rizzo and justin trudeau costumes happy halloween you degenerates i tried look how uh, I'm, uh, chinese my eyes are supposed to look and don't yeah the uh the Babylon Bee, always on it immediately and always on point. They already put out some kind of headline that was something like Glenn Youngkin avoids the Lincoln Project by staying within 500 feet of a school, I think. Was oh, really? <laughs> something like that. It was a pedo joke. Uh, Esoterica Unbound. Tonight's movie was okay, but like most modern war flicks, it primarily serves as a reminder that Band of Brothers is one of the greatest works ever produced of the, for the screen. I loved Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, A+. The Pacific, also A+. Love them both. Irre- irreverent bastards no note thank you andrew brick happy halloween y'all matt and i once made love period accurate um, retelling thank you last one for right now is bugger off mel gibson's movie a gallipoli gallipoli great movie for the aussies not a review suggestion but worth a look uh, anything mm. mel gibson i'm into it does any anybody know if mel gibson appears nude in any film in history if so <laughs> please send asking for a friend or maybe just asking for you bosephus says matt do you think after the show tonight ping two will ask you to keep the costume on for later no that will not be happening i can assure you that also tomorrow is sunday so read your bible and by bible i mean uh dauntless by marcus fallen i don't i don't know what that one is I have no idea, but uh, I can I can assure you that this costume is coming off immediately after I hit stop streaming. Tonight. Me too. I couldn't even keep the wig on the whole time. Yeah. Dayman uh, says it's interesting to watch how you've uh, to watch how you've grown into a husband and a father from when I originally found you putting out COD videos and trying to buy a plane <laughs> ticket uh, for an autistic faggot to fight you. Yeah, those were the days, man. Did you really do that? Oh yeah. Well, if people were like. You know, if people were coming at me with internet threats, like, yeah, like you, you want to, you want to meet in real life and fight. Let's meet in real life and fight. Uh, to be fair, those days, I'm not even saying those days are over, but I appreciate. You hear that uh, Daryl Lamont Jenkins? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, could I, could I fight Daryl? Actually, if he sits on me, it's over probably, oh, but yeah. I just won't let him sit on me. He'd kick your ass. But, I don't think so, man. I have to dodge like two of his very slow punches and then he's tired. He, no, he he's... would just uh, take your face and suffocate you in his lard goopa. <laughs> wait, wait, what's a goopa? Wait, wait. Gunt? Is that the word I'm looking for? What's a gunt? I know fupa and I know the C word. Gunt. Gunt is a slang for the fat, fatty area below the belly button and above the pubic area of a woman. Oh. Sorry. What is this word I'm looking for, guys? Like the, the fat man belly, like when yeah. when somebody's upper dick area gets fat? Yeah. Let me know. I don't know the technical term, but uh, thank you, Dayman. I appreciate you hanging out for as long as you have. Uh, Nude Kim's... swimming scene, Mel Gibson. Oh, what mm. movie? He says it's either Chariots of Fire or Gallipoli. Okay. Not that I'm going to be firing that up, but I'm glad that you found the information you were looking for. Kim says, I wonder if those kids who walked out in protest of the rapist got on a list or some sort of trouble. My district told teachers to take names of students who walked out to protest masks. 
I guess uh, First Amendments don't always apply to students. And well, it could be. And, and keep in mind that that uh, Loudoun County, the school board there was in trouble for exactly that. They were maintaining a list of parents who were opposing critical race theory, indoctrination, yeah. mask mandates, all this sorts of all that sort of stuff, the gender pronoun policy. So they were already list happy in Loudoun County already. I wouldn't be surprised if those kids are on some sort of troublemaker list now. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all set. We're good on um, Tippy Stream. Thank you guys over on DLive. Appreciate it. Are you good on YouTube? Let me reload, but I think we are. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it as always. And man, I was saying before we went live, it's like it was so weird to make a Saturday into a Sunday. I'm in the mindset where monday is tomorrow but instead i have all day off and i i appreciate the flexibility on that because it's going to be a fun day of family festivities for halloween so i hope you have fun and i hope everyone in the audience has fun as well if you are looking for more of the show to listen to you can find uh more stuff on the audio platforms we have the call-in show uh, replay up there we have some other material you may not find on youtube you can find that linked in the description as well as on the website anything else you want to find the movie reviews you want to find the merch store you just want to find the show mattchristensenmedia.com head on over to the website that's where you'll find it all we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd let's not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show have a great night and a happy halloween Bye, guys.